passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil that beach pod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene product. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers chest hair. And maybe you've grown some winter man tits. At least you can make them hairless. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com and getting 20% off and free shipping with my promo code Bubba. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full-body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formations to round out your grooming routine. Whether you're trimming your chest or your treasure chest in your pants, doesn't matter. This is the best trimmer on the market. Inside the Performance Package, you're going to find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, and Moisturizer. Because we all know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. Nobody likes nose hairs. So their package comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0 as well. You're also going to get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, about a $39 value. And the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. And if you're wearing sandals, you're going to need to get the Manscaped Shears 2.0 Nail Kit. Having the right tools for grooming is a essential. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code Bubba at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with promo code Bubba at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles at manscaped.com. Promo code Bubba. show have been granted to this station by the Bubba Radio Network and is intended solely for the enjoyment of our listening audience. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or other use of this production without the express written consent of the Bubba Radio Network is prohibited. 
This might hurt a bit. Ready. Uh, I'm already doing it. Welcome to the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Relax. So I took a day off. I'll be back. It's not a big deal. I'm getting old. I'm past my prime. I need a couple days off here and there. Hello. Who's this? Uh, hi, Bubba. This is Jackson from Colorado. Hi, Jackson. Um, it's uh, This is related to a topic uh, beforehand. Um, By the way, Gooch, uh, $50 bill right out of Columbus, Indiana. Thank you, Gooch. Gooch. Love you. Cash app, Appreciate Venmo, you. PayPal at the Bob Army. Go ahead, sir. Sorry. Um, any, anyway, um, I just wanted to call and tell you this morning that, uh, you know, I've been going through a lot of stuff. And um, um, this morning I was outside of my work and I had my own gun. And I wasn't going to do anything to anybody, but I was going to kill myself. And then, I don't know, I heard your show and... You stopped me today, so. Well, first of all, sir, if this is truly the truth, thank you for calling, and and let you know, ta- and talking to me, and not doing what you're, what you and were going to do. Secondly, if this is just a prank phone call, it's not really a funny one because this is a topic that's very, very, very important. So I hope to, I I I hope in in fact that this is the truth, and no, this this is it, brother. This is it. And so let's talk through this. Uh, did you say Jackson's your name? Yes. Yeah. So Jackson, just not not to find out who you're like. How old are you, for instance? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Are you are you married? Um, <laughs> no, I was gonna be, but no. All right. So is that a, is that a little bit of what the issue potentially might be? Oh, it's part of it. Okay. <clears throat> and twenty nine was engaged, or at least was with a girl, uh, potentially to be married. And or, yeah. that that went awry, and so now you're bummed. And yeah. and is that the sole reason, or are there other reasons too? Um, there's a lot of other reasons. Well, tell me. Um, I mean, like if we can speak about well, it on the air. Like, here's the thing: if I was, if the show and what our show, the joy, potentially brings to you, to be significant enough for you not to kill yourself then I owe it to you to try to help break this down a little bit and understand why this might be happening to you and be a friend. I was a friend to you 8, 10, 15 minutes ago when you, thank God, made the right decision not to take your life. So let's let's be, let's be let's deep dive this a little bit, not to the point of upsetting you, but to the point of, you know, maybe understanding that, you have some purpose in life. It's not really that bad. And, you know, we you always have a friend in us and open some lines of communication here. Yeah, and I really appreciate that, Bubba. And, um, and a lot of people, to... and, and Jackson, a lot of people consider, there's a lot of people like you. I don't know a lot of suicidal people, but there's a lot of people that the show is their daily friend that they can get a, a, a chuckle out Relief. of or at least, you know, get some type of mental stimulation on the topics we're arguing about or, or just how we break things down. So we are a friend to a lot of people, and we were the ultimate friend today when we helped you not do what you did. And, 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 and you're so courageous and not doing that, because I, I want you to know, and I'm going to probably say some things that aren't friendly. I don't want you mad at me, Jackson, but you That's know okay. that, that you, I'm going to say it like it is, bud, but, but you know that that act in itself is literally the most selfish act you could do. It is. And I know that you have a mom or a dad or brothers and sisters or somebody that loves you, 
And the minute you do that, yeah, you've just checked out and you've made all your pain go away, but you have ruined a lot of really good people's lives. So it's better to stick it out no matter how bad it is so that you can not ruin people that love you's lives. There's nothing. I mean, you're not facing incarceration, right? Um, no. Okay. You're not uh, gravely or, you know, like stage four cancer or anything like that. Uh, not yet. Well, I mean, you know. No, not, not, not that I have it. Right, right. You know, you're just bummed out. Some, you know, some chick broke your heart. And maybe you're having some issues at work or not. I don't know. And there may be some other, a couple of other little things. But none of it is worth what you potentially was thinking today. So, so please understand that you are far more courageous than you even think you are by, one, not doing it, and, two, picking up the phone and talking to me about it. Well, I mean, I had no one else to talk to, so I figured I'd call my favorite radio host. Well, thank, and and again, I I appreciate that. What what were where were you? And you know what what I mean, I kind of like really want to break this down because I really am intrigued by it. And so, Absolutely. where were you? Did it just this this thought of suicide just overcame you, or have you been thinking about it? I've been thinking about it for a few weeks. And I think, and you know what, Jackson, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to sit back here and tell you I'm Johnny Tough Guy. You know, I've thought about it before, too. I have. When I was at my lowest moment, living in a 30-foot trailer behind my studios because my studios were getting ready to get repossessed, um, I I thought about it. And I talked to my sister, my, I talked to my sister of all people, uh, and to the merch crick, nonetheless. And, and they saw me at my lowest point, and they were my friends. And you know, snapped me out of the funk that I was in with regards to the woes me type deal. So this morning, you where are you? Were you at home? Are you in your car? What? Um, I'm I'm in my car in front of my house. Okay. And you're listening to us by, by what means? Rumble. All right. Rumble. Love Rumble, by the way. Love the Rumble. Best. I do love Rumble. And we got over 2,000 people uh, that watch us daily, and we're killing it on Rumble. So... Thank you for that. Thank you for, and more importantly, Jackson, thank you for, you know, it's it, it, you have to jump through a few steps in order to get us. So thank you for jumping through those few steps to get us, my friend. Thank you for that. Well, thank you for the amazing show you put on. Well, thank you. So you're you're in your car. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you have a gun. Uh, yeah, but it's it's not loaded and all it's right. in your car safe. Okay, perfect. And and we're not of that mindset right now at all. You promised me that because the last thing that I need right now is to you know for you to do that. And I mean it would ruin my career too. No, I I wouldn't be calling you if I had decided to do it. All right, so you're in your car, and what were we talking about at the time? You know, probably this Louisville thing. And did it? Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I I can't specifically remember. I just remember you keep saying, like, you know, it's not that bad, you know, just, just man up and, you know, just keep going through. And Yeah, it's not nothing. Just man up. You're a man. You're you're a 29-year-old man. Um, I Do you have a current job, Jackson? I do. Yeah. A, a pretty decent one, one that you've been at for a while? I've uh, been there six years. Yeah. Do you, have, do you do you have your own place? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. So I mean, just I mean, just in the overall life of that, you you got you got a job in your own place. Like that's 
better than half. Half of the 29s are out there that are playing Fortnite, living in the parents' basement. I mean, you are you seem like a pretty responsible dude. You've had a job for six years. I'm sure you got a pretty nice car. You own a handgun. You have your own place. You know, this 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 chick's got you down right now. That's I mean, I think that's kind of I think that's kind of mostly what's bugging you is this this chick has brought you down a little bit. Well, that and um, one of my best friends died recently, and my brother died not too long ago. So, and and I got to tell you, I, you know, I just lost my father, my stepfather, on January third, and I and I and I, as a matter of fact, even yesterday, had a con- me and my sister were on the phone, and we just started crying. We just started crying. Uh, I, I can't, in unless you know, you yourself if has lost have lost, you know, three close to people here relatively soon. I just lost one, so I can't even tell you that I know how sad of a feeling that is because I, I've only lost one and I can barely hold on, and you've lost three. So, again, you, you, there's, there's nothing that you can do to fix that other than to be able to cope in your way, however way that may be, but that way certainly doesn't involve what you were thinking about doing earlier today. Yeah. And so, you know, do you have do you have other friends that you can talk to? Um, I just have my coworkers, but um, I don't feel like I can talk to them about it. All right. Well, talk to me about it then, for real. You know what I'll do, Jackson? Uh, I'll put you on hold, and I'll get your phone number. And you know what? I'll text you today, and you'll have my personal phone number. And uh, you know, we'll chat here and there. I'll be your friend. Oh, well, that's you, you don't have to do that. I, you know, I Jackson, know you're, Jackson, you're man. Jackson, you know what? You're right. I don't have to do that. But you know what? If it means, you know, you stay on 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 course, you are. I mean, I do have a certain amount of responsibility of thankfulness to the people that jump through the hoops and listen to my show. And, you know, I honor a lot of those people by, uh, you know, them being Bubba Army royalty and getting a ring and going to the festivities because they financially uh, support the show. But, you know, I need to give back, too. And when I got a listener that's as good as you and, and, and you're down at your lowest point and you've shared that with me on the air and we've made it public, then I have a, I have a certain amount of responsibility to follow through on this. And that's not a pain in the ass at all for me. Talking to you, calling you up, you know, once or twice a week and checking on you for five minutes is not any hair off my ass, my friend. And if that makes you feel better and continue on on a positive course, then I would be honored to do it. I mean, I I, I would appreciate it, but again, it's it's not necessary. I know it's not. And again, it's let's not let's not let's not have that, that argument. Let's not even okay. talk about how it's not necessary. I know it's not necessary. But you know what is necessary? Keeping you in the right mind mind space, in the right in the right head space, and getting you further and further removed from the feelings that you had earlier today. And if that means my stupid ass calls you, you know, Thursdays at noon and says, "Jackson, how's your dumb ass doing today, buddy?" <laughs> you know, then I'll do it. Let me put you on hold. I think I got it. Is it an eight six three number? No. Okay. I, yeah. have, I have his number. Uh, right. Blitz has your number, and if you give Blitz permission to give it to me, I'll text you Absolutely. my I'll I'll text you my number. My number is an eight one three number, and we'll start we'll start communicating. More importantly, please, Jackson, don't. I, I'm I'm sorry that you went through what you did, 
But don't ever, don't ever really, really do that. Okay, bud? I know. Like, I mean, I've thought about it so many times throughout the years. But we all I've have. Been listening. We all I, have. And I, you I know, know what? And you, and you, and you man, and you know what? You manned up today, bud. You manned up. You could have pulled that trigger and blown your brains out. How did, how did you find the show, Jackson? Um, I started listening when you guys were on 94.3 in Colorado. On the bud. Yeah. For real. Yeah, I listened to you the first day you were on. Wow. Cool. And, you, and you've been able to, you know, that, that wasn't even a sexy delivery mm-hmm. mechanism like Sirius XM or, you know, that was a very, very low power, you know, station. So for you to find me there and then jump through and continue to follow us, it says, you know, says a lot, Jackson. So thank you for that. You, you found me in a, you know, you got exposed to the show in a very unconventional way and you followed along. And, and, you, and you know what, Jackson, we can look at this one or two ways. You were in a bad space and not doing the right thing, and you manned up. You manned up, my friend, and that's to be commended. So uh, get, if, if I may have permission to get your number from Blitz, I'll text you after the show today, and we'll keep in touch, bud. A- absolutely. You have permission, and uh, just so you know, it doesn't – it can just be really, really – Brief. Oh, and it's going to be. Listen, that. Jackson, I'm not a real long, you know, conversating, texting kind of guy. It'll be a check in, and and uh, and and if you need, if you if you're not doing so good, tell me, and we can, you know, it's it's, it's we'll, we'll we'll develop a, a friendship, my friend. And we'll I'll, just, I'll, Jackson, I'll, I'll also give you Lummy's number if you could just send him some random D pics. They don't have to be yours. <laughs> just just get some online and send them to him. <laughs> Thank you, bud. Well, I because because Dark Match Steve wants them. Yeah, yeah, or who, they, they go through Lummy though. Usually you got to send them to Lummy. Lips. But uh, uh, why, why can't they be mine? Oh no, I or said they can be, they, but they don't have to be. Yeah, oh, right. You know, if you're well hung, Lummy might want to see it. Yeah, thank you. But anyway, and you know, and Jackson, if you know us, man, we just can't take the standard suicide call and let you go. Boo! I mean, we got we got to be smart asses about it. Come on now, goddamn straight. All right, listen, I'll text you today, my friend. Put that gun away. And only use that gun when a bad guy. I know Colorado's got some pretty cool gun laws. I know you're probably, you know, you can own, you can legally own and possess that gun. And use it only to protect yourself or to go shooting, sport shooting, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Please, please don't do ever what you were thinking about doing today. And more importantly, thank you for calling, my friend. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And Bubba, I mean, you, you have stopped me a few times in the past, but this is the first time I've called, and just thank you for taking my call. No problem. And I look forward to ta- uh, to texting you later today, kid, okay, bud? All right. Thank you. And, um, be str- hey, and hey, be strong you. today. Do the right thing. Be strong. Go to work. Do your job. Kick ass. Be I better, will. okay? Okay. All right, Jackson. Hang in there, buddy. See you, Jackson. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs> Bubba Radio Network will return after this. Yo, what's up? This is Polly Shore, and you're listening to the best of Bubba the Love Sponge Show. So don't go anywhere. You're a ripoff artist. You're a goddamn ripoff artist. I'm one of the, I'm one of the greatest ripoff artists there ever was. Even and then I wore the black swan, but I think it was just a throwaway line where I was trying to recruit Jesus. people into my transgender army because that's what it is. Because but 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 you know, and I'll I be still honest, haven't. You know, I still haven't. I still haven't got Alex Jones. 
you know. Can we talk about Alex? Can we talk about Alex? Because I was with him this weekend, and yeah, we uh, saw. You know, obviously, I'm going to be honest. The guy is under a lot of stress. You can tell because at the event, he was not. I wouldn't say wasted, drunk. You know, he obviously has a high tolerance, but you could tell he was just a man that was just. The way he was just drinking and carrying himself, you know, he just, I don't I mean, know. Does he, kind of, he's dealing I mean, with some stuff. And, and, I'm not, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but is he a man that knows that he is going to be forever bankrupt? That's what I'm saying. You know, he has that vibe like he's trying to turn shit into sugar kind of. And, and he's, and he's oh, epic. Nice. Like everybody there loves him and everybody's there worshiping him. Want him that, take, right? pic, you don't yeah. want to take pictures yeah. with him. So like he has all that, but you can just still tell that it's like. Like none of that's going to make uh, up for the amount of hundreds of millions of dollars that the court has levied people can garnish his wages you know he just has a life well, he, he has a just, no matter how successful he could ever be he's not going to be able to get ahead and like you know i have some tax problems but you know what there's light at the end of my tunnel and if i project what i you know what i can what i'm doing in business you know in 3 or 4 years I'll be able to save a little bit of money and and probably retire, you know, and uh and and somewhat comfortably. Not like yeah, I. That's not, a tax not, bill. That's not you know, three hundred mil. That's not living the lifestyle I used to in a jet, and but that's you know maybe taking a merch crick in an RV and going up to Indiana for a couple of weeks, you know, and having a few you know a couple thousand in my pocket. That's all I need, straight white trash. But he no. has court ordered. Like this is an I, IRS will work with you. They're working with yeah. me right now. I'm on a payment program and they're ha- they're happy as hell. But Mrs. McGillicuddy from Sandy Hook, who you owe ten million dollars to or eighty million, they're not working with you on payments. No, and, and it's not even just the the feeling of of that trial alone. I think he feels the weight of the system that it doesn't matter how much money he makes, it doesn't matter how successful he becomes as a broadcaster. He's always going to have like this system against him, you know, and he's a huge conspiracy theorist. And, and let's be honest. So he's kind of blackpilled. That's what we call being blackpilled. We kind of know that things are really not going good and that the system is corrupt. Oh, I'm blackpilled. So, yeah, I mean, I'm blackballed and blackpilled. So, so, so listen, I, 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 you know, worship Alex Jones. I think he's such a badass, but I could just tell at that, that live event, he's just not. He's not. Uh, he's not. He's not. He's not vibing. Like I just feel like he's kind of like. But a, I'd like to have. A, I'd like to have a down and out, Alex Jones. Yeah, where he I, should. Where yeah, I he can kind of pump, where I can pump him up and say, Alex, man, you know, stop. You know, I mean, you you got a hand, a certain hand that's been dealt to you, but I mean, you, I don't think that you're a person that is wired to give up, nonetheless. No, I don't even think it's that. He's just built so much, and he knows they're probably going to try to take info wars from him. He's just stressed. You can just tell he's not. He's not just like being a creative guy like he is. He's just, you know, he has a. He's constantly going on shows. He's constantly out there working. Not my so show. Just, not my show. That's he'll all go I've asked. on your show. He'll go. On, he does. He does six shows a week. That's how much he. Think about you, Bubba. You broadcast like crazy, but he's been doing six days a week. He does a Sunday show and then Monday through Friday. Yep. He's been doing that. For uh, years. But I do. I also do two shows a day, except for Fridays. 
I, I'm not even trying to say, you know, you know, compare. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, saying I'm a, we're both we're both bust on our ass for nothing. Yes. But anyway, y'all both no, y'all are both busting ass, and that's what it takes, and that's what sadly. There's some wise guy uh, like you who does a couple of viral videos, acting like an idiot at at a, at a town meeting, <laughs> and next thing you know, you're on a goddamn blaze, making six figures, Easy Streak Willie. You, I don't know, just three years ago was selling used cars at your dad's buy here pay here not a lot, putting peanut butter yeah, in the all, putting peanut. That, that's incorrect. Putting that, peanut butter, putting, putting peanut He's butter in the, the valve. valve on business. Put the pe- peanut well, butter in the valve train to, 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 so it won't tick so bad when it goes through the auction. Knowing, knowing that you got a straight lemon on your hands that, that you took in a miss, you, that you killed Mrs. McGillicuddy trade in for two fifty, and you got you're getting eighteen eighteen seventy five at the, the run through. I know how you are, kid. But don't well if you know so much, don't forget that I did call AOC a big booty Latina. Let's uh, let's and then let's also talk about I called out Dan Crenshaw. Let's talk about the time that I went and exposed to drag your kids to a Pride event where they were doing a uh, a drag event for children where they were giving them you know. Tipping them as strippers. So listen, I, three. I'm, I'm a gonzo. Three. No, and three. There's more. There's more. There's, three. More, there's more than the, the you come in with three. F- I've had the hot right. coffee. So like, let's I've say, the, let's I, say twelve. I, I, but, but, you've done twelve viral things. Tucker propped you up. Now you're all that in a bag of chips, and you got a guy I like me. Now you got me you and know, Alex. You got me and Alex Jones <laughs> that are just grinding our penises off, and you got you coming in there with a with a with a with a rustic green screen, five cats, one hot chick. Cats, four yeah. dogs and you're now you know making more money than us you son of a bitch you just got and then you go and, and, and then you go and use my moniker bubble army stein army <laughs> meanwhile bitch i've welcomed you into my home i have you on my show once a week to promote Cook, your crappy show you food with the and you pizza never maker? and i took you but she the, also bit off you to presto pizza maker which you did else. content off me on that you, you know, know all this Bubba, stuff hold on hold on uh, hold on and all i ask all I ask is for you to help promote our program, just like we promote your program. Having you, you know, on so every every having you on every Wednesday, you know I love you and you're my friend, you know. But like you don't ever promote Bubba, us. Bubba, I think I, you, well, need Bubba, I, you, need you need to turn around. you need to turn around. Hold on, let on a Bubba, basis. you need to turn around to the back wall. The back wall. Take a look back there. You might see a sign. Oh, one way. Yeah. So. Yeah. One way. <laughs> Guys, l- listen. Let me just tell you something. It's funny you're saying this because I was just on a podcast with Dave Rubin, has a huge YouTube channel, and we yeah, got into some in, Hulk Hogan talk. And you know what that led to? And it led to talking about my best friend Bubba Clem. So listen, I did put you over you're on, on Dave Rubin's Rubin show. I think that you're on the Rubin. Uh, he was today, on there yesterday on the Rubin Report. And you oh, talked, and you actually said Bubba Clem, the Bubba Army. Yes, and he's one of my uh, best friends, is what I said. And actually, kind of, uh, Dave proceeded to tell a story about how he hung out with Hulk one night, had a great time, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he's like that, but he's kind of a bad guy. You know, my buddy helped him get a hundred mil. He can't even, you know, return the favor. And- did you hear Joe Rogan? Yada, yada, yada. Did you hear Joe Rogan put me over this week? No, did it? Well, let me didn't even tell me what did Here, he do. He put, you know, what did he say? Why, why did he is. tell him? Here it is. I'm gonna, I'm play it. He had some comedian in there, and the 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 word the world of shock jocks came up, and of course. They were talking about that Tibetan guy that uh, the the uh, uh, Dalai Lama that was making out with that kid. And so they oh, were talking. They were talking about. Yeah. They were talking about shock jocks, and it's just really, really, really cool to know that I am at the forefront of people's minds when it comes to shock jock. That's how much of an effing legend I am. And here's the exchange right here. It's shock t- jock stuff. Yeah, exactly. He's like Bubba the Love Sponge. Ah, <laughs> I like Bubba. I got nothing against Bubba. It's a hilarious name. Bubba's a good guy. Yeah. 
Bubba's a good guy. You hear that, Alex? Yeah, Bubba's a good guy. Bubba, he's the number one. He's the number one broadcaster. But you are a legend. I've always said that. That's why I come here. Yeah. And I why? At the why altar. can't you get me, Alex Jones? If I'm a goddamn, I have Vince well, Russo from the WCW on today. I got Deion Sanders coming. I got Deion Sanders coming on. He told me after the spring ball game, he'll come on so he can break down the game. I got Deion on deck. I have your dumbass on. Why can't I have Alex? I I, I used I used to. Let's not forget. I I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, Alex, because let's not forget. I love him to death. I love him to death, and I still think that we're friends. But Tucker did me dirty. I had Tucker on. I mean, Tucker kind of did me dirty. But what is it? But let's go back. No, 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 because I do want to, and I'm not even going to press you on that, but what like, was I'm not the mad at Fox? No, 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 but what, what was her he with the Fox after the Hogan thing? You said Fox no, 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 no. Remember when Years the later. Media Matters people, they went and subscribed to Bubba Army Radio, and they went and found every, like, 300 appearances or no, like like 150 appearances yeah. from when when Tuck was on MSNBC, and then that little bit of time when he was on nothing, and he had just had the he he was we, we the actually Daily Caller. He was we were actually he was he just invented the Daily Caller. Yeah. He was actually on our show one day when he was going to a, to a lunch. We actually should find that Lummy. I've been and looking for it. And yeah, I'm, like, uh, 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 I'm like I'm uh, like. Tucker, what are you doing what now? Are you and he's doing? like, I'm going to lunch because me and a few of these investors are going to start this new uh, online, you know, thing. It's going to be called the uh, Daily Caller, and it, it we we actually were on the phone when he was going to the lunch to gather the investors to start the Daily Caller. So we had this guy on for I don't know five, six years every Tuesday, oh six to twelve. Uh, yes, just completely. So unedited Tucker. Like, Tucker now has to kind of watch it. He didn't have to watch it back then. He just let it rip. And then, you know, this this these, this group, this this liberal, you know, hate, just, just, just bad, these bad people, they hire like five or seven interns to, to, to subscribe to Bubba Army Radio. They take all of my, they, they go and find every time that Tucker was on my show, and then they just absolutely cut things out of context and cost Tucker an absolute crap show uh, and, like, got a bunch of sponsors canceled and all this kind of deal. No. Oh, yeah. And Tucker, hold on. Me. Tucker almost lost his job. For real. If you if you look at, if you look it up, Media Matters and what they did to Tucker Carlson, they, I think it might have been 30, 40, 50 million dollars of advertising and Fox was going, you know, was, was like touch and go. And then Tucker called me and said, listen, I just want to let you know, because before that happened, you know, like once every couple of months, we'd have him on because he's I mean, that's when he was really, really, really on fire. He's on fire now, too. Never really lost it. But nonetheless, he would still go on occasionally. And then uh, this Media Matters thing happened. And he called me up and he's like, listen, this this is nothing personal. You're still my friend. Um, I love you to death. I just cannot go on your shows and I can't have you on my show. We, we know, like I can't. We, I cannot do that. It's beyond wow. my control. Media matters is it's beyond, the worst. Yeah, and so, I mean, they they damn near got him. You know, canceled. It was really, really 2017, 2018. Yeah, because he wasn't he wasn't number one one at that point. And it just it and so yeah I I mean it just so I you know I got a little chip on my shoulder when I I. I have all this time invested into a host. Oh, it, it, 
And I'm looking at the, the the chat log. Basically, you guys were kind of joking about the age of consent laws in different states well, and how it is at 16. I'm saying it is in some states. It is weird how in some states 16 is age of consent. Well, we would, get in, we would get into all kinds. Yeah. Like he called Afghani women, you know, beasts. And, and, you know, people from Canada, stupid. And because you know, Tucker's just funny. And then he would be like, yeah, my kids are going to summer camp. I, I think they beat them and, and put them in, in, in shackles. And, you know, like, like you know, oh, my three butlers are at the door right now for my gold-plated uh, anal plug. You know, just, just, yeah. just crazy Tucker stuff before he even had to worry about, like, this is circa 2006 to 2012 when he was MSNBC, out of a job, or just a Fox contributor. So we were, you know, we actually had a better reach and promoted his brand and what he did, and it was a it was a win win. And then I got the rug pulled right out from under me, and it just really hurt because now yeah, he is you, an hold on, but now he's an absolute megastar, yeah. and he could really, I mean, that could re- that would be like Pat McAfee having Aaron Rodgers on, yeah, you know, like like that is for Pat McAfee. That's a huge score, right? Would you not agree? Of oh, course. Yeah. All right. Well, can you uh, can you imagine if I was able to continue my Tucker relationship, where Tucker would call in every couple weeks on Tuesday, and we could let it rip? Like, do you know what that would do for my current scene, nonetheless? It would help you out tremendously right now. But this is the thing: is you know, it's not personal with Tucker, and the only reason I'm white knighting is you know Tucker's edgy because he calls your show. He obviously likes your humor. But he has these sponsors, like you said, these advertisers that are nuts, Pfizer, Moderna, or whatever, Raytheon, Halliburton, that are extra woke. So it's like, you know. I know, but it wasn't. But but hold on. It wasn't even the things that I said. It was his comments on my show. So, like, it wasn't me. It was him in conjunction with being with me. So what even like birds it, of a feather flock together though. So he's gonna be like, oh well, I was on Bubba, I was on the shock jock. They brought it out of me. He can kind of I'm almost deflected. But at the end of the day, man, who gets it broke off in their ass? I do. I'm the one that gets I the know. break off. And Bubba Clinton, that's, and, just, and just like the, and just like the Hogan tape, who got the break off? I did. I got the break I, off every time. You get the short. And end I'm tired of, the stick. of getting broke off in. I'm tired of it. My yeah, ass but, hurts. You know, th- I got anal, I'm going to die are, like Farrah Fawcett of, of rectal cancer. He's got anal problems. Well, that's true, maybe, possibly. But this is the thing is, Bubba, when my mom died, and I'm not trying to make it about me, I'm not a victim. So I have you, know, you on every you know, Wednesday promoting your numb nuts, and then all I get is, <laughs> and all I ask, all I asked is, give me Alex Jones. So I want. I'll promote your crazy show. Were you acting like a trans transsexual yesterday? Uh, Black Swan <laughs> transsexual, yes. What do you think about that? They're going full gold dust like that. Is that too much? Because I get I got a lot of hate. Listen, I got a lot of hate last night. Oh, he's gay, this and that, which is fine. Hold on. Hold on. First of all, being gay is cool. Yeah. Like, I'm like yeah, you should turn that around. You should be like, really? I'm gay? And that's a problem? That's a problem? Well, well, this is, but let me let me give you a little, um, uh, just kind of like a political inside baseball. Now, because we've become so polarized left, we're like now they're trying to trans, you know, genderize every little kid. Now we've got this polarized far right where they're actually anti-gay, super anti-gay, anti-trans. So that you know, and that they're on the internet. They, I have those same people follow me. So anytime I put on the skirt like that, the tutu or whatever, yeah, I got crushed. But at the same time. So many bitches were in my DMs last night. I don't even want prepaid to hear me last night. I'm not even just saying that to brag. I couldn't believe it. That stupid outfit. My Instagram, more messages from that dumb what outfit. They, what were they saying? I've gotten yeah, in, but the in, women in, uh, that yeah. like that, man, are weirdo bitches. They got yeah, daddy and, issues. And, like and, you, yeah. What were they saying, Alex? But you better make sure they're real women, too, though. 
What yeah, were they well, saying? Well, the women that slid up not. in your DMs, like Anna said, what were the women that slid up in the DMs? What were they saying? You're so funny. Blah, oh, blah, it was blah. just like, you're so funny. Yeah, exactly. Ha, ha. I, mean, I want that D. Were they saying, I want that D? I want that D? not necessarily. I mean, a lot of them weren't being that big, you know, just... Just a lot of, oh my gosh, just hot mess. I couldn't stop laughing. Poor Benny and Hillary, hot mess. Just a lot of, just a lot of, you know, yeah, replied. Oh, so pretty, so pretty. Just, I mean, yeah. a lot of just, you know. You're getting catfish. She's like, who do you talk about? Yeah, this. transmaniac. Just a lot of hoes in the DMs. But I mean, yeah. that's typical, but it was extra. I got an extra pepperoni on the pizza last night. But yeah. listen, Bubba, I, I, times are tough. I'm always going to be there for you. I'm, you know, that's one thing you can count on me. What I'm do you do for me? You don't way. do, you don't do I'm, nothing for me. Yeah, but I, I take from you I don't you need you. I don't need you. I take from you. Hold on. I take from you in a way, in a one way, bitch. (laughs) No, 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 but this is how they do it. If you you get a horse, Bubba, if you get a horse, you can actually cut enough meat off the horse and keep it alive for years and it'll regenerate. Yeah, that's that's great. I'm glad to know that you're carving me down to zero, bitch, and I'm still alive. I'm just taking a little T bone. I'm not taking the whole shank. I'm just taking a little bit of meat. You're, I'm keeping you alive, Bubba. It's all, it's a copacetic. It's like the shark, the plankton. I'm just trying to eat a little plankton off the big Bubba. And the other thing shark. that I sent you. Know what you, those are called? And Parasites. And, and the other oh, thing and that I. Oh, I got a good review on, on that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just be very vague on this, okay? We're going to have to talk about it privately. I really need help on that. I can't seem to find the right person. And you, I thought for sure you might have the right person. And I I need help. I, like like I'm I called lo- you on that. I called you on that, and I got some people that are interested. And so so uh, we'll talk about this off the air. But I yeah, but you, first of all, you didn't call me about that. He, yeah, Bubba. He yes, did. I did. That's he what I was me. calling you about the other he, night when but, I was in New York. Yes, it was. And I talked to Lummy right after. Because it was Pastor Two Four Six. Oh, Bubba. okay. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I told no, him. I said, well, okay. well, I really listen. I need some help on that, buddy. I I got I got I need some help on that, bud. Like for real. Throw out the throw out the Alex. I, I I don't even need Alex Jones as much as I need that, buddy. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. And I think that'll, uh, th- these people, they liked it. They want to know who's distributing it. And I gave them, uh, you know, I need to give them your contact. So, Immediately. Listen. I'm going to be waiting for this Ruben uh, interview you did so so I can cut it down so we can see what big. you said about Bubba. Oh, uh, the Ruben report. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, we talked about Bubba. I mean, we talked about. That's, you know, that's awesome. And, and they didn't we, talk we about me. To, I know I'm waiting for it. It hasn't probably come out yet. It's probably going to get edited out. No, that's not going to get edited out. I'm saying we talked about wrestling. <laughs> Everything goes back to professional wrestling because that's, you know, that's our whole America. Americana is professional wrestling. Hey, so, so Vi- like Vice, you don't love America. Vice TV got a hold of me and wants to license that Hogan Bash at the Beach call. They want to license it for uh, their series, One of their- Dark Side of the Dude, Ring. What? Yeah, why aren't you talking to them? You have a catalog. They need so much of that back stuff. All they do is Dark Side of the Ring, and then they other they have another wrestling spinoff about the territories. I think uh, Vice. I don't like their politics, but they're crushing it by getting in that. What's their politics? Oh uh, well, the Gavin McGinnis, my good buddy, he started it, and uh, is he still? You know, they is, kicked, he, is, is he still there? No, or no? he kicked. They, no, they kicked him out years ago. He got a big payment, got kicked out. Who's who's in charge right of Vice? Who, 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 run, who, run, who runs Vice this now? Shane. This guy's Shane, I forget his last name, he's a famous guy, and he's the one that started it with Gavin. And uh, where no, are they based out of? Anyone listening? I don't. I think New York still. <laughs> oh, okay. Brooklyn. And, and but they are still uh, they're very leftist, but they do great wrestling content. I'm right. telling you, I would work with them if I was doing any of their. You know, they always have uh, um, Jim Cornette. He freaking you know always is doing their talking. I need to get stuff. I need to get a contact for Vice immediately. 
Yes, because you have so a catalog of stuff. They could probably make a you know whatever one of their docs. Uh, they Smith. do the mini docs. They do an episode that would just be like you know one wrestler, uh, you know the Ultimate Warrior and his trajectory or whatever the hell. So you know the the backstories. Now that would be good. I, I don't think they've done Hogan yet. No, they, Bubba, it's kind of like the A and E. You know the A and E how they've been doing those. Right. WWE. That's right. kind of how Vice is, but it's like more the darker side of it too. Yeah. Well, I think it's called the dark side of the ring. Is well, he was saying the back well, story. They talk about like who's the who's the guy that that was the the wrestler that killed his wife after the fact or whatever. Oh, ben Wall. Ben Wall. No, no, we know Chris Ben Wall. He killed himself. But I'm talking about that other guy. He was like um like a Native American or something. Uh, um, you know, he was an old wrestler from way before. Oh, ben Jimmy Wall. Superfly he, Snooka. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. he lived in New Jersey and he got away with her for like for twenty five years or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then he ended up getting caught. He wrestled Macho right, he funny. wrestled Macho Man in WrestleMania three at the Pontiac Superdome. Well, oh. we, well they were the ma- I think we they talk- were the I think they were the match before Hogan. But we talked about how Hogan doesn't put anybody over. I mean, did Hogan who he did put over the Warrior one Hogan time, Hogan used to put me over all the time. In the ring? No, on on on, <laughs> yeah. on I know. I mean, he'll put somebody over in person. I even said that. Dave's like, oh, he's really nice to hang out with. I'm like, I'm sure he is. But I just think that, you know, Hogan probably is uh, not nice to a lot of the other wrestlers. He had his own freaking locker room. I mean, come on, Hogan, you know. But he was the biggest and baddest. We all admit that. I mean, he was the face of of wrestling. He was the whole kid and caboodle. But still, listen, Bubba, life. This is, is, I actually, I got to go. But listen. I know before you go, but I'm saying, it's like a, it's like in football. Sometimes the ball bounces your way, you recover the fumble, and you're the 300 pound defensive tackle that gets to score the touchdown. Sometimes you I just came don't two get yards the from that. I picked off Rick Meyer and went and and and, went and made it to the two. Ter- story of my life. That is kind of the story of your life. You finally picked off Rick Meyer. When I picked off Rick Meyer when he was a freshman at Goshman, took it clear to the Goshen, took it clear to the two, got stopped at the two. The whole team That's was, I mean, like, the, the blockers were running faster than me. Like, I was like, oh, man. He was guy, he were out of gas. If you would have scored that touchdown, it's like that, it's like in that movie where the guy hits the baseball and his life, he hits a home run and his life is totally different. You would have been Howard Stern, but because right, you thanks. didn't score that touchdown. Now I got to so go to work. But listen, listen, let's, let's talk privately about that, about that yes, thing. Yes, okay? yes, yes, yes. I'll call you this afternoon. All right, All right buddy. thank you, guys. Well, Primetime Alex Stein on YouTube. Please watch it. Uh, Primetime, join the Primetime Alex Stein army. It's five ninety nine, oh and you get to grind and shine. Effer, you son <laughs> of a, a bitch. <laughs> Bubba Radio Network will return after this. This is Hulk Hogan, brother, and you're listening to the best of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Uh, Tony just walked in, so they're going to escort him right to the studios, and we'll get to have him for, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, and then we'll see if he can stay around for the after show. Nice. They probably got him, like, on a big-time junket where he has to hit, like, another 10 pieces of media. I think he's probably already done TV. We might be the only radio he's doing, and that's just probably because it's it's a friend deal at the end of the day. It's because you're Bubba. Yeah. Anna, you've never, um, well, you know, you don't know anything about racing. Like, well, nothing. That's not entirely untrue. True. You, you did go to the St. Pete Grand Prix. I did last yes. year. I'm familiar with the cars. Did you like? That? Did you like that? I had a lot of fun. Did you know that Tony owns one of the largest 
most prestigious dirt tracks in America, something you'd know nothing about. I think, uh, I, think I did know that. But Fred, yes, it, we're on the air. Come on in, buddy. <laughs> Hi. Nice to meet you. We got you ready for the Michael. We're not, we're live on the air. It's like a ginormous billboard right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like corporate Tony. He's so much nicer. <laughs> it wasn't been had been wouldn't have been near as pleasant if we'd just seen each other at the race shop. There would have been a couple of F's and stuff. But Tony's getting into position. You said getting in position, not getting in the position. <laughs> <laughs> Only you, my friend. Boy, I got to tell you, they had you looking good as hell on the Daytona 500. They had you looking good. You looked about 35. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not aging that bad. No, you're actually, honest to God, do you think that you could get in, honest to God, if you think you could get in one, one of your own, you know, you own, four, you own four cars, do you think you could get into 41 to, <clears throat> tomorrow and be competitive in the 500? In the 500, Probably. In going to Fontana this weekend, probably not. Or Bristol. Definitely not Bristol. <laughs> I am not race fit. That's that's That would be the biggest problem is just not being Talladega right and Daytona all day. All day. All day. I was a little surprised. I was watching the broadcast on Sunday where you said you were with Larson one time, and Larson actually said that Bell was a better driver than he was. Yeah, we were we were literally sitting in Atlanta in my motorhome, and we were watching a live stream of a USAC race out in California. And uh, he he goes, "You need to watch this kid." I said, "What's his name?" He said, "Christopher Bell." And I said, "Never heard of this kid." He goes, "You're going to?" He goes, "He's better than I am." That was literally Kyle Larson's words. Now I'm not sure it's lived up to that. I think Kyle's still better than than uh, Christopher is, but Christopher is a huge talent for sure. Wouldn't you say, and you're recognized as one of the greatest of all time, you, AJ, wouldn't you say that Larson is there? Like he's, um, I mean, I've heard you say privately that he's amazing. He is amazing. It's um, It's been fun to watch him. Obviously what he does on dirt is huge, and, and uh, the sprint car winning the Knoxville Nationals, winning the Kings Royal, I mean, he's won the big sprint car races. Then he gets in dirt late models now, and now he runs good there. He's won a cup championship now. What's going to be exciting is next year when we get to see him run the Indy 500. That's going to be a really cool deal. And now you've done that, and do you th- and you know this guy's skill set. And I think there, you know, I think maybe there was you kind of took a run at him a, a little bit. You want? I, I I think it's not a secret that you wanted him. Oh when yeah. He, when he got in his little scrape up, which I completely thought was the biggest bunch of bull crap ever. We're not going to get into that, but. You you took a run at him, I think, didn't you? We did. It was, um, and we were really close. We just had one hurdle to cross at the end. That again, I won't mention, but yeah, yeah we had one hurdle that we just could not get. And across. And you wanted it so bad because yeah. I mean that that's kind of if you were going into protege type world, like it was AJ who did it all, and then the next guy that really kind of did it all was you. You were the next guy that kind of could do it all. He's the next guy that can do it all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Going on down the line. The thing about Kyle Larson is he's one of those kids that you literally you, you take him out of the box, you put him in a car, and you just tap him on the head and you go, go have fun. Drive it. And he just can drive anything, and he doesn't have to think about it. Like, you know, I'm getting ready to run a top alcohol dragster, you know, this Bring year. that year momentarily. And, and I got to think about everything that I'm doing with it. So it's, and I'm using that for the comparison with Larson and where 
That kid, you just say, well, you got to do this and this, and he'll just get in and do it. He doesn't have to think about it. He and the other thing is he can drive an ill-handling car. He'll take an ill-handling car and make it work. Sure. You know? Yeah. And that's one thing that you, I think a lot of people don't know how, one of the reasons why you were so good is because if you had a car that was tight and you had, before they started restricting the cars on down to like, you know, crate motors, you would just, you would just gas it up more in the corners and free it up on your own, on your natural ability. You could drive an ill-handled car. And when they locked the cars down as in toward the latter part of your careers, kind of was to your disadvantage because it made the cars so even that not uh, ill handling cars were not you know you couldn't make them do you didn't have the donkeys to make them do what you wanted. That, that's exactly right. I mean they they basically neutered them. They did. And uh, when they started taking the power away like that, that's Hurt when you you know it, that took the the tools that I had in my bag to go fast and figure out how to make up the difference. That that took all that away. Speaking of which, now so you're getting ready to do top alcohol, um, uh, you know dragster. And I think the only difference between, you know, what Leah drives and you drive is the fuel, right? I mean, I think that aren't they the same length? Aren't well, they? it's about 6,000 horsepower difference. Well, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I do know, I, I know the di- huge difference in motor, but I think other than that, they're, they're pretty much identical, aren't they? Uh, for the most part, the car is almost identical, but the motor and, and the fuel, uh, you know, we, we do run nitro in the fuel as well, but a much smaller percentage uh, with the alcohol dragster, but... Um, you know, literally to go from Leah's car that has 11,000 horsepower to go to an alcohol dragster that's 5,000 horsepower. You've never been with a woman that says, I have more horsepower than you, have you? <laughs> Just this time, bud. <laughs> <laughs> she scoffs at your, at your, at your four-cylinder mini stock. <laughs> well, she's the one that kind of really pushed us for this this year, and, and uh, I'm excited about it. I mean, it's, I ran 11 races total last year, and that wasn't enough for me. So, you know, having the opportunity And you to, got beat by a girl by a millionth of a second just because she whole-shotted yeah. you. Thanks, buddy. No, appreciate not to rub it in. Sumo told yeah. me. Sumo told me to bring that one up with, with a Gooch kicker. Well, when I get home, I'm going to kick his ass. Yeah. So we'll, we'll sort that out. And well, you can't kick Gooch's ass now, can you? Not Gooch. Gooch is getting older, but he's not old enough. I mean, Gooch still weighs up. You know, See, here's the thing about Gooch. Gooch could uh, be as old as a week or two yeah, ago. Gooch, so ca- Gooch came in a few weeks ago and 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 sat in when he was with the, when the All Stars were at East Bay. He came on in. The thing about Gooch, you'd have to hit him in the head with a pipe in order to disable him. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, well, you're gonna have you're have to, gonna have to bring two pipes because you're gonna screw up the first one hitting him right. in the head, and then the second one might actually do the job. So, are you the, your, the Gator Nationals will be your your? I mean, because you're gonna do the whole season here, top alcohol, are you not? I am, and, I, and it's the awesome part about the Gators this year is I get to run the baby Gators the week before, and then I get to run the Gator Nationals. So, uh, you know, to be here in Florida and get to kick off the season uh, at the Gator Nationals and you know, it was where TSR actually won their first Nitro race with Matt Hagen in the funny car last year. So, you know, Gator Nationals has a special place in my heart, you know, because of our team. And, uh, you know, to get the opportunity to race two weekends in a row and get the regional race and get some get some time back in the car after the winter and uh, then get ready for Gator Nationals. Now, it's, you've uh, driven everything. You've literally driven open-wheel modifieds, midget, silver crown, asphalt, pavement, uh, by motor uh, motorcycles. <clears throat> How di- now? We used to talk to Selzy and Capsy, and they're like, you know, you you guys may think we only go four or five seconds or whatever, and make fun of us. We only go this. He goes, but it is completely the most sketchiest thing that you could ever think about. And now you're doing it. So give us your rendition of it. That is why I'm doing it. 
I mean, it's straight. It's probably something you've never had. You, Tony Stewart needs sketch, and you've already sketched yourself out with every other form of racing. So you got you got to take sketch to the next level, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, absolutely. It's you know, I I'd never driven anything over a thousand horsepower, and that was in '96 in Indy cars at the Indy 500. So you know, then to get an opportunity to test with Leah's top fuel car. The more laps I made in that car, the more I realized this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. I mean, this car is way faster than I am. And what I mean by that is what people don't realize, a car that has 11,000 horsepower that runs 330 mile an hour, and in the first 60 feet of that is already running 100 mile an hour in 60 feet. The acceleration is incredible in these things. So the hardest part of driving is getting your brain to process the information as fast as it's happening. But, your brain's still back at the starting line, yeah. and you're 100 feet down, right? So when you're 100 feet down and your brain's at the starting line, if something happens, you're probably not going to catch it. So, I mean, that's that's the sketchy part to it. And, you know, talking to Selzy and Caps and, you know, talking to our teammates with, with Leah and Matt, you know, Leah can tell you how far it carries the left front tire when she gets on the gas. I can't even tell you there's a left front tire on the car until <laughs> after we get by the end of the start, the finish line at the top end. And, and she actually is really, really good. I mean, she's, you know, not only is she your wife, but she's also very competitive and she's very good at this and d- drives it on the toppest of levels. Did she encourage you to do this? I mean, you know, I mean. Well, I think it was kind of a mixture. I mean, when we started dating and I started going to, to the NHRA races with her, you know, you're, you're standing there and you're watching what's going on, but you really don't know because everything in motorsports I had done before with nascar and indycar and dirt track racing it all was kind of in the same bubble but yeah then you go to an nhra race and you watch all this and and all of a sudden you realize this is a much much larger deal and and there's things that you just can't even understand and comprehend it's kind of on fantasy island off to its side so the more that i got interested in it the more you know listening to her comments and debriefs with the crew chiefs i wanted to understand what what's the feeling like that she's talking about so i went down to Bradenton, Florida, and yeah. went to Frank Holly's driving school and really enjoyed it. So um, You did quite a few passes there, didn't you? Yeah, I actually went back. I did two schools with him in a row. I, I did a two-day deal and then went home, and I told Lee, I said, there were a lot of things that I didn't do right, and I just wanted to go and clean it up. And I had no intentions of doing anything past that. But, you know, I'm competitive, and I'm one of those guys that if I don't do it right, I want to do it till I do it right. So went back to his school a second time, uh, had a really good deal there, and—, and you know, him and Leah, before they left, said, hey, we, we ought to get him in a top fuel car and let him make a couple hits. So, Celsius always talked about the, de- the deacceleration when you throw the shoots. He's like, that's sometimes more violent than the takeoff. Yeah, and, and it's funny because, and, and I, I answer the question a little different now, but somebody asked me at the shop uh, last year, they said, what's it like when, and Leah's crew chief was right behind me, and I had no ideas back here, and, and somebody goes, what's it feel like when the shoots come out? And I, without a, missing a beat, said, relief. Yeah. And, and the guy and the crew chief started laughing. He goes, "I've been in drag racing twenty years. I've never heard anybody say relief for what's it feel like when the shoots come out." Because you're like, "It's done. I'm over. I'm, I'm fine. Well, I know I'm going to stop." Feels well, better than hitting the sandpit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you, if you don't get stopped, you go into a big ski net. Oh yeah, hard. And and you're and you've completely junked your deal. I'm yeah. like, I mean, those things are, you know, they're just tubes, are they not? Yeah, and it's not like it's not like being at Daytona or the Indy 500 where ah, you miss pit road and you just go back around another lap and come in. It, it's make it, take it, miss it, kiss it. You either get stopped 
Make turn it, off take the track, it, miss it, kiss it. Or you go and auger that thing in a ski net. So, mm-hmm. like, when the shoots come out, I'm just excited that I'm going <laughs> to get stopped. You know, one, get of, the, it again. one yeah. of the things, one, you know, TV doesn't, you know, TV does not do any justice to, no. for NHRA. You cannot even fathom, by the way, the Gator Nationals, uh, March 3rd through the 12th, go to NHRA.com for tickets. Tony's team will be there. Hey, again, his wife, Leah. Tony will be competing in top uh, top alcohol. But the one, if you may, maybe you've been to the Daytona 500, and probably the most impressive thing about the Daytona 500 or something about NASCAR is, and, and Tony, you've, you, you're obviously participated in this, but when they, after you take the, the, the green on that very first lap, when you're finally up to speed and they come through the start-finish line as a thundering herd of buffalo, like that is an <laughs> unbelievable moment because that's the closest they're ever going to be. You got 43 of them, and TV can't give, you cannot appreciate that unless you're there. NHRA, you cannot fathom how violent this it's it's so you're you're thinking how can you put that much violence to the ground? You can't understand it. And I tell everybody, I've been around motorsports for over forty years. A NASCAR race is unless you're there for the party for the weekend and you're camping for the weekend, it is ten times better if you're going just for the race. It's ten times better to watch it on TV than be there in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. NHRA, it is 10 times better to be at the event than it is to watch it on TV. If you can't go, then watch it on TV, obviously. Watch it on Fox. But if you can be there, when you buy your ticket, this is in all forms of motorsports I've ever been a part of. From dirt midgets to silver crown. Yeah, to to NASCAR and IndyCar. You buy a ticket to the race and you get your seat, you can't get down where the cars are in the pit area. Nope. You go to an NHRA race and you go to the Gator Nationals here in a couple weeks, when you buy your ticket, you go everywhere but on the starting line. Like right. you're down there where the teams are when they're doing the warm up. People are smelling the nitro fumes, and I had no idea until I met Leah how passionate the fans were about oh, being down niche. in the pit area oh. and the fumes. I mean, there'll be forty people sitting behind the car when the car starts, trying to get high off the nitrous, <laughs> and the ni- and the nitro fumes burn your eyes so bad oh, that by the time it's done, there's eight people standing there, and they won't leave for nothing. They are not leaving. And pe- I've seen people, and I've heard stories where they'll take trash bags and they try to catch the fumes in a trash bag, and and Sell take it. it. Oh, some real well, they just take it home. And Man, it's I like got they Tony, just, I got Tony's two fumes. For they want the, <laughs> exactly. When they want their fume, their fix, they just open the bag a little bit and let Sounds a little like out. A you know, until the, uh, you know, Lasowski took me to my very first NHRA in Texas when uh, when we were Selzy and Capsi, and I couldn't I couldn't fathom how close. The average guy who's sitting on the top row, how close that guy can get to, you know, he can get within, you can almost touch the cars. I mean, you got little stanchions there, but I mean, every, I think every ticket to pit pass, they say, isn't it? Isn't it that is. pretty much it is? Yeah, absolutely. That, that's the great thing. Every event, when you buy an, a ticket at an NHRA event, it, it gets your seat, but you also get to go, you have access all the way down to the teams. You get to watch the crew guys working on the car. And that's one of the impressive things where NASCAR, they don't even touch the motors anymore at the track. Where no. Every run on an NHRA car, they're taking the motors apart, putting new rods and pistons in it and bearings, doing the whole service of it. Then they do the warm-up in the pit area after they've rebuilt it, and that's where the fans go crazy. So do you it, think there's something we could do to get the motors to last more than a quarter mile? No. <laughs> 11,000 horsepower, bud. Yeah. I, I got mean, something to show you, buddy. They got to take them apart. I mean, and they're literally like a ticking time bomb when they go down through oh, there. The I crazy mean, thing to look at, too, is the uh, the fuel pumps. So you see how much fuel they flow? Look at, hey, how about like a, this guy being one of the greatest of all time right here on my on your top of your screen up here? 
This is from my track this weekend. <laughs> and Brady passed Jack uh, in all-time wins at USAC uh, Friday night at my track. And so Jack came on down. Jack Hewitt. Jack Hewitt. It, Tony, did you ever race with Jack back in the day? I raced with him a lot back in the day. And it was, he it was dirt, like what racing you, what with Dale Earnhardt. What you, oh, really? <laughs> would he get you dirty? Would he get you? No, he, he didn't drive you dirty, but he was one of those guys that you knew that if you drove him dirty at all or did something wrong, he was going to... At the bare minimum, you were going to have a conversation. If you and I got along great. Jack and I are great friends. I was. Oh, I love uh, Jack. He lives down in Florida now. Does he really? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, we we parked side by side at, at Eldora Speedway the year that he won all four divisions at the Four Crown. Only Nationals. guy ever to win yep. to do that. So it was uh, it was pretty cool to be parked next to him that weekend. We had a lot of fun with him and his wife. Now, aren't you the? Is, how many? Aren't there's a handful of guys that won. But two or three forms of USAC in one year, are you one of them? You're, I mean, you're one of them, but what are they? Silver Crown, Midget, and Sprints? Yeah, the Crown Jewels are the National Midget Series, the National Sprint Car Series, and the Silver Crown Division. And uh, we were the first, we were the second driver to win all three of those divisions, but the first driver to win them all in one season. So I, I got to tell you, I, we had them there. We had them there this past weekend, and they still, dirt racing wise, are some of my fun, the, the the funnest cars to watch. I mean, those guys drive. Yeah, I mean, and they're, they're and they're not, you know, they're not driving it off the front tires. They're doing everything with the back tires. So if they want the car to turn more, they just use a little more throttle and get the back end to swing out more. They want it to go the opposite direction. They just how good were you off. in non wing four ten? How good were you? I mean, you know, you were good in everything. Of the three, what were you the best in? Probably the midget. I feel like. I mean, I, I liked them because they had about 330, 340 horsepower, and they weighed 900 pounds. Right. So the power-to-weight ratio was really good. And, and a lightweight car like that, uh, like you mentioned earlier, if the car wasn't right, I could I could manipulate it with my feet and hands and uh, make it do, you know, what it didn't want to do. What's your Mount Rushmore of racing? Well, which division? <laughs> no, all of racing of oh, all time. Man. Racing of – I have a Mount Rushmore. I think you would have to – I think the first two that are no-brainers, you'd have to put A.J. Foyt and Mario Andretti. And you have to say A.J. Foyt first because if, if you say Mario Andretti and then you put A.J. behind it, he doesn't even want to be on the list. And if A.J. hears it, he'll try to beat you up. Exactly. <laughs> so you got to go A.J. first, then Mario Andretti. Right. Uh, I would say John Force has to be on that list from NHRA because just nobody's done it as well for as long as he has. Um, and then this is where it gets really hard, probably on the last one. Yeah, you gotta have because you gotta maybe think about yourself a little bit. No, no, you gotta think about the King Richard Petty or Dale Earnhardt Sr. or Jimmy Johnson. One of or those. How three about one of the F one guys? You know, how about you know uh, Lewis Lewis Hamilton? Yeah. If you're gonna pick anybody from Formula One, it's gotta be Lewis Hamilton, in my opinion. You're building a house in Arizona, I heard. Dude, I'm dragging my feet like, how like my hell? legs broke. That's how much I'm dragging my feet I, to build a house. I, I don't even understand how you do it. I know some of the things and investments that you're in, and I don't even understand how you do it, bud. And now you're on Fox, and you're now you're running, you know, now you're racing again, and you got World of Outlaw teams, and you got an Xfinity team. Like, how do you do it, bud? I mean, and you look good, too. You look pretty damn good. Like I mentioned earlier, I ran 11 races total last year, and it was the busiest year I've ever had in my career and you've known we you and i've known each other forever yeah and you've known when i've had busy seasons i've used to crazy. see where eddie would give you your sheet and your and it was a, a, a literally a sheet and you sometimes you were triple booked the day yeah yeah i mean you you were lucky i know one of those months i had two days off for the entire month 
Now add Leah in there, who has you know uh, you know sponsor obligations, and NHRA is very much even more pro sponsor and hospitality than what you're used to, as far as you know uh, NASCAR. And I mean, it, it's 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 got to be overwhelming. It is a little bit, but that's you know that's something that's a part of it this year of running the alcohol car with NHRA that I'm really excited about because when when the nitro cars are up there I get to watch Leah run I get to watch Matt run when that's over then I go back and then I go change and I get to put my uniform on and then I get to go run so it's uh you know where before when I had Donnie Shots and Steve Kinzer driving for me with the wing sprint cars right. we all ran at the same time so this is a really cool deal with NHRA this year where I get to get in the car and I get to make my runs but we're kind of like the support division to the nitro teams and the pro teams so I get to do all of it on the same weekend and that's something that uh you know, it, it's fun. It makes the day fun for me. It's a little more challenging because I've got to watch the schedule and make sure that, you know, if I'm up watching Nitro, if alcohol's right behind that, I've got to change before I go up there and have my uniform on to watch. So it's going to be a lot of fun this year. I'm super excited about starting the season at the Gator Nationals here. Uh, like I mentioned, we get to run the Baby Gators the week before, so that'll be a good tune-up race for us to uh, to get ready for the Nationals uh, the 10th through the 12th. Are, and, has there been any formal racing that you have not done that you want to? Barstool, probably, or po- hard I got cow- to drive a barstool, bud. Did you? Yes. And did Arizona. you win it? No. I crashed. <laughs> <laughs> you crashed? My fat ass on top of that thing, I was top-heavy. Yeah, bad. <laughs> the Bubba Radio Network will return after this. This is Richard Marks, and you're listening to the best of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Tony Stewart told me one time he was driving me around Lakeland, son of a bitch, put me in his car. <laughs> oh, that was so much fun. And, and just told me they were just going to cut in the brakes. They weren't going to do anything. Next thing I know, he's going up to you. Know, they're doing the full deal, and we're getting close to the wall, and I'm dying. I'm literally dying. I'm pleased to please pull in. Please, please pull in. That's I, that's not what you were saying. Yeah, well, I was, you were screaming and you were like, "Please stop!" Yeah, and I'm and I'm like, and you turn on and said, "Say you're a bitch," and I go, "I'm yeah. the biggest bitch ever. I'm the biggest fattest I bitch." I did make him ever. say that. I wasn't going to say that. You told uh, on yourself. It's okay. I go, "I'm the biggest fattest bitch ever. I'm a girl. I have a vagina. Whatever. Let me in, please." Yeah. And he goes, he goes, and so we get out of the car and I go, "What if we would have crashed?" And he goes. Tony Stewart doesn't crash on his own. People crash me sometimes, but I don't crash on my own. Well, and the other thing was I was I was in a full fire suit with a helmet on I and a seat with seat belts. Yeah. He was in shorts, a t-shirt, and was sitting on a packing with, blanket. With a roll cage no helmet. With the fuel yeah. line running between my legs. Yeah, yeah. well, that wasn't going to be your biggest issue, trust me. Yeah, trust me. But I can promise you, with him on the right side of the car, it didn't drive the same. Uh, no, you oh, could yeah. you pretty much floored it through the So what you're the, saying <laughs> is that had you hit the wall, it would have been his fault. No, I, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no doubt. It would be pushed. His fox. Is Fox wearing you out to to continue to? Because I thought you did a great job. It's just a different feel with you and Clint in there. And so are they wearing you out to do more? Well, the sad part is, uh, you know, Kevin Harvick let the cat out of bag at the LA Coliseum. Uh, Kevin's going to be in the booth full time next year for Fox. So I'm actually getting fired. Oh, <laughs> I've got five more events this year with Fox, and I love doing it. But the great thing is. I'm also getting the opportunity to to do the broadcast for the NHRA side as well. So I'm going to oh, do really? a couple races cool. with with uh, Fox again uh, at the NHRA. I know uh, we're doing Chicago, uh, the Chicago event. Alcohol doesn't run, so I'm going to do the full broadcast uh, for the Chicago event, which is cool because NHRA hasn't been at Joliet for years. So uh, it's bringing the series back there is going to be awesome. So cool. I'm excited about it. I like doing the TV stuff. 
um, you know, you and I've had a lot of conversations about it. You've done all this stuff forever, and I, I called and relied a lot on you for, well, for I'm the one, advice. And a lot of people don't realize it's I'm the one that got his uh, XM radio yeah. deal. I'm the one that put that yeah. one together. I, I went into the bosses before they started hating me, and I said, hey, <laughs> you guys got to get Tony Stewart in here to do it. Him and Maddie, Matt, Maddie Yoakum. And you guys did that for a couple of years, I think. Didn't yeah, you? we 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 learned by the second show that literally when I would get, you know, if we if I was in Charlotte, we would do it from Matt's house, and right. we had the ability to to be split up. If I was in Indiana, I had a, a, a studio set up in the house, but uh, I had to drink a shot of Jack before the show because I I <laughs> couldn't relax. Yeah, I was super nervous doing it. So uh, now all these years later, now they've got me doing TV broadcast. Now you're doing TV, man, looking like a mil- like like a million bucks. How about how about you? Where are you spending most of your time, Indiana? Honestly, with our schedule the way it is, and with all the things that we're doing, um, it's it's kind of back and forth. I mean, we I've literally by the end of the day today, I'll have been in Florida for two weeks already, and I don't leave Florida till March seventeenth, with the exception wow. of Friday flying out to Fontana to do the Fox broadcast for the the NASCAR race. And then I literally come back and get ready for the uh, Baby Gator Nationals the the next weekend, and then the Gator Nationals the following weekend. What kind of plane you got nowadays? Remember when you used to have that badass one? <laughs> oh <laughs> man! Well, I got it's still pretty badass, but it's more it's a better it's more uh, economical. Plane. Well, it's a better plane for us to get into smaller airfields, which a lot of times are closer to the dirt tracks and stuff we go to. We've got a, a Citation CJ four now. Yeah. Nice. You you had a, what a CJ two when we were hanging out with when was it a two? When well, Bob, I think. For a while, we had the Falcon 50, which yeah, you that was I, badass. I don't think I ever got to be on the Falcon 50. Oh, man, that <clears> was yeah. the one you wanted to be on. No, I know. Triple that engine. was that, Yeah, that was badass. That could almost make it across the pond, could it not? Yeah. But that thing, when you fired it up, it was like shooting dollar bills out the back. Exactly. Oh, that, yeah. was, that was the worst part of <laughs> I that. I mean, deal. just sitting on the tarmac, you were probably burning, you know, 5Gs, weren't you, just on the tarmac? You, you, you would go to races with us, and after the race is over, I mean, think about this. Every week, every Sunday, these NASCAR drivers, oh. they run during the day, and as soon as it's over, they all... Haul ass to the airport. Right. That was and the best race. That was the line. best race. Yeah, and the you sit there and watch the all these guys ripping out of the bus lot to try to get to the airport to sit in line and burn fuel. And I'm like, and I understood it. You know, a lot of these guys have young children that had school the next day, so they try to get home to put their kids to bed and see their family and stuff after a long weekend. So we, you and I, we'd sit in the bus and just hang out. around and hang out and get in trouble. Wait till the pilot called and say, "Yeah, there's three of them in line now," and we'd go jump in, fire up, take off right away. Wait for my Mike Arnie to give me dirty looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were we were talking on the way over here. I said, "Yeah, it took two years for Arning to finally have." He still hates me. No, no, he loves you now. <laughs> okay. He loves you, but it it took us two full years of absolutely no. We are not doing this show. Yeah. We are this guy's nuts, which you are nuts, but we love you anyway. <laughs> but I've really I've really muffered it down. And that's really, with Eddie I'm, trying to help too. You're somewhat neutered a little bit. I'm very neutered. I'm very neutered. I'm neutered, <laughs> and I'm old. You know. Yeah, but I'm telling you, us old guys, we we just have more knowledge. How's old Godfather doing? It's terrible. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't feel good. He's been oh, sick. No. He uh, he had COVID. Shame. Um, and I retired. When I retired, it was really hard on him. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying but to find a not, way to get him back flash, involved. You're not retired, buddy. No, not at all. Not even close. You're not retired at all. I just keep shifting around like the Grateful Dead. I keep moving around here and there and trying different things. How do you think your NASCAR program is going to do this year? I'm excited about it. I mean. I, at L.A. at the Coliseum, I mean, Ryan Priest in his first race for us at SHR. I really like that guy. I do. If we didn't have the fuel pump issue, he he's probably going to win the race. Yep. So, uh, you know, we should have won there. Eric Amarola was probably the strongest SHR car at Daytona this week. But um, all of them, by the time they got to Saturday after the last practice, they all were happy with their car. 
Uh, they all showed strength. Priest ran up front. Eric ran up front. Harvick ran up front. Um, Briscoe ran up front and led. I mean, they all led or ran in the top two at some point during the race. So, I mean, we had strength. We had speed. Uh, but it's just Daytona. It's a wreck fest. And it is. You, you take really nice cars there, and then you take them back in a basket when you leave here. So and, and don't forget, like, you own it, so that's dollars to you. Like, you're thinking, mm-hmm. oh, my God, there's four hundred grand right there. Just wad it up, right? 400 It was worse than that. I mean, we had three cars in one wreck, and I'm like, oh, my God. What's a car so cost geez. all in, Tony? And I know you can't, like, R&D and wind tunnel, like, but, like, just roll. Like, a car, like, is it 150 200 you think? Oh, it's way more than that. You're probably spending a half a million dollars on a car. On a car yeah mm. e- easily and it might be more than that honestly with and, all and, the technology that and how about nhra what's what's is it is it as as expensive it's expensive I, I tell everybody i'm like nhra is not expensive until you start it when you start the motor then it gets real expensive that's when the dollars start you yeah. might, it might as well be dollars coming out of those tailpipes right yeah but man it's so cool to watch but but honestly i mean you know where nascar on the nascar side in in our prime when when i was driving we would have 17 cars for each driver the NHRA side, we got a primary and a backup car, and you know they just don't crash cars. You had a lot. seventeen cars when you were in NASCAR per, per driver and team. Whoa! Because you'd have wow. super speedway cars, short track cars, road course cars, intermediate cars, concrete cars. You, you had cars, you had backup cars, and cars and cars and cars. Wow! What do you still got your remote control business? Yeah, RC car company with CustomWorks RC. Yeah, how's it? You still doing pretty good. Yeah, and the cool thing, and 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 this was just kind of dumb luck, but the industry kind of shifts. I mean, it, it, you know, people in the industry they'll get into carpet oval racing, and then they'll get on to dirt oval racing. Now the hot thing is RC drag racing. I've seen that. Yeah. So so Lee and I two years ago we were at my house in Indiana at the ranch, and uh, our team guys were coming from Charlotte. They were driving to Milwaukee, and said, "Hey, can we come stay a night?" Well, absolutely. Yeah. Well, they got there late. Lee is already in bed come in he shows me the car and we we are now we used to just build dirt oval cars now we're building drag cars so our guys come in and they show me the car and they were driving to milwaukee to a race that paid fifteen thousand to win Jeez! so i take the car in and at that time this is all you know during covid and the prize money was way down the to win a nitro division was fifteen thousand so I literally went in there and woke Lee up. I said, hey, check this car out. And she's like, oh, it's really cool. I said, guess what? It's racing for the same amount of money to win this weekend as you are. As you are. That's how big now are they all RC electric? drag racing is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's 200 feet is, is the length of the track. And they do it in like 1.7 seconds now. Dang. Well, it's crazy. Uh, it, but it doesn't hurt. You crash, it doesn't hurt at all. No, well. it doesn't. <laughs> And it's really not even that expensive, really. I mean, I mean, new bodies. What's a new body costing today? Body. If those guys crash, it's way more than a body. They're they're wadding re- crap. Replacing up. everything. Yeah. yeah, it's it's expensive. Tony Stewart's worst investment and Tony Stewart's best investment. Not necessarily mm. on gains and returns, but on paint any assness and likeness. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the category for pain in the ass part would be huge. The best thing I ever did was marry my wife Leah. Well, yeah, that, and, and that's, that's, that's a no brainer. Yes, obviously, I got her shirt on. By the way, because because my boy Gooch told me a couple shirts. Dang, she's out of the room right now. <laughs> Don't let me find out. Uh, so anyway. Um, but like, which which what what is like, and and like a lot of people don't know. I think you're involved in flow racing. You obviously own Eldora. You you know you got a drag race team. You got an NHRA team. You got. Uh, 
Uh, you got uh, an Xfinity team. You got a NASCAR team. You got, I mean, you Heart just. owner in SRX series. Uh, yes. The All-Stars. Yeah, and we, where do, I mean, where do we've I got begin? a lot of stuff. you got a lot of stuff. A lot. What's your favorite? And you know what? Rather than to see what's your last fa- least favorite, because that could piss some people off, what's your favorite, Eldora? I would say Eldora and then my NHRA teams. I yeah. I enjoy the I absolutely love the atmosphere at an NHRA race. It's so different. Where NASCAR, I mean, it was hard to get in the pit area for people, and it was chaotic. It's chaotic in a different way, but the fans at, in the NHRA races are unbelievable, and and they're respectful of your time. I mean, if you're there working on the car and they're standing five feet away, that they're, they're not sitting there trying to get you to stop working on the car to come take a picture. They they love watching. The dream, the teams and the drivers work on the car, and they love being close to the action. But it's a smaller niche, respectful. but it's a very loyal niche. You Absolutely, but the numbers. I mean, I, I'm blown away by how many people are in the pit area to to come to an NHRA race. I mean, it's awesome. The atmosphere's everybody's excited. They're happy to be there, and that's something that you don't see at a lot of motorsports these days. So, I I love it. It's not because I'm doing it, but that's part of the reason why I'm I'm participating in NHR this year. Because you like I it like I like how they do things. I like how they uh, take care of the race fans and well, uh, Sumo told take me goes, I'll tell you one thing, goddamn, you wouldn't believe the hospitality game. I mean, it's a whole nother level. <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what Sumo said. Well, and and part of that is, I mean, you think about it, uh, you know, a qualifying day on Saturday, the cars are going to make two runs. Well, that's if you look at that on time from the time they hit the gas till the end, I mean, it's less than 8 seconds for two runs. So what do you do the rest of the time? Well, that's that's why being in the pits is so important for the fans to come down, get to watch the teams and drivers work on the car, disassemble the motors, rebuild Completely the motors. Completely disassemble And the atmosphere is unreal. And, and what we do with hospitality, you know, at a NASCAR race, you want people in hospitality for three and a half, four hours watching the race. Well, instead, now we take these people and now for three and a half, four hours, they're in the pit area watching these guys work on cars and and the great thing is our partners are able to come do B2B business with each other, which is really good for us. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited for you, my friend, and you're doing so well, and you're going to be racing again, which I think um, is just something that you always have to be doing. I just, yeah. I mean, until you're in a wheelchair, I think you're going to have to be, I mean, you, I think he'll, you still, even, race. he'll still, he'll race wheelchairs. He will. <laughs> I got to be racing something. He'll you know the world's that, fastest wheelchair. I, I know you had some uh, bad subject. Not to, don't, don't get mad at me. I know you had some bad luck at the rumble this year. I was looking. Oh uh, yeah. We, we were fast. We had a good car. It was just, uh, I had motor problems the second day and, and, uh, was the, the munchkin. Okay. Is it okay? Yeah. Body wise. Yeah. Okay, it was just motor problems. Yeah, we just had just it was just little things. I mean, it was we we were really fast up there. We just had bad luck. Do you have enough time to tell the fifty dollar bill story? Oh man, I hate fifty dollar bills. No, no, I know, and I and I got ribbed and was told one time to give you a fifty dollar bill. Oh. And I almost got punched in the face. Of course, sumo told, go up here and give him a fifty. See how it works out. Yeah, I would have clubbed you down like a baby seal. I, I know you did. And there's a story behind it, and it's Dale Senior involved, is it not? Yeah, Dale Senior was real, real superstitious about fifty dollar bills, and uh, we had uh, Ronnie Crooks was my shot guy, and we were at Martinsville, and they lined the cars up on the racetrack, and. He said, he goes, after the national anthem, he goes, take this $50 bill down to Dale. He said, wait till he gets in the car, though. Don't do it when he's outside the car. So I watched It's like an and, offering, right? Like, like you know, like. Yeah, just say, hey, uh, good, good luck, luck today. And so I handed, went to hand that thing inside there, and Richard Childress clotheslined me. <laughs> and Dale Sr. couldn't suck back in the seat as, any further than he already was. Like, he, he had a panic look on his face. And that is the same day that Kenny Irwin and I had our big scrap, and that changed everything for me as well. Not in a great way. 
So, I mean, they, I'm superstitious as all get out. I do not want to touch a $50 no, bill. No, you will not. And I literally almost got a lady fired from Joe Gibbs Racing for putting $50 bills in my per diem. Really? <laughs> yep, absolutely. I threw a fit because we, they were terrible luck. And you also won't stay in a room that ends in one, one that equals 13 or is 13. Am yeah, I not if right it's on got that? 13 in the room number, I, I, don't, I won't stay on the 13th didn't they give floor. You a, didn't NASCAR give you like a hard card when you were 13 in it and you had them change it? <laughs> the hard card was 13, 13. I'm like, oh. you idiots. Oh, my God. And I sent it back. And then they sent another one back, and, and the numbers added up to 13. I said, <laughs> let's try this one more time. <laughs> Listen, but us drivers, all of us drivers are super superstitious. Yeah. Yeah. But, you're, but you're the exception. You're super, super. Superstitious. Yeah. yeah, very much so. But I mean, so thirteen, no fifty dollar bills. Anything else? I didn't like green. Like yeah, I didn't, green, I, I didn't want green. anything to do with green race cars. And okay. some of the cars that I drove when I started at Joe Gibbs Racing were hand me downs from Bobby Labonte. Okay. And you had some green and, in them. And sometimes you'd see a hint of green, so right. I'd take a black sharpie and I'd cover the green okay. with a sharpie. Okay, no or you just wreck nothing. it. You just no. wreck it, so you <laughs> get a new no body. Teals for me. No teals. Right. <laughs> What's up, bub? Or you just wreck if some if a car had like one of Bobby's hand, hand me down some green, you just wall it and get, so you can get a new so you can get a new body. No, I never did that. I never did that. I mean, uh, back then those guys. I mean, when guys built cars in NASCAR in that day and age, it, they were craftsmen. I they, mean, they were, were hand making the body the body panels. Now we buy the pieces from NASCAR, and a you hope they fit when you get them, and. And it doesn't, the craftsmanship isn't there anymore. They don't have to do it. The, the cars look awesome. The new bodies are awesome. They are. The, the new car is uh, an appealing car to look at, obviously. Uh, but it, it's taken a lot of the craftsmanship you're, you're out. You're one lap to one, one race. At all, and I knew, I knew you guys were skirting around the issue a little bit. You talked about it on Fox this past Sunday. But, you know, the Kyle, I think Kyle Bush did a segment on the one that he wants to win, you know, is is the Daytona 500. You are the winningest. You and Dale Sr., I think, are tied or one and two with regards to the amount of victories at Daytona. But never the well. Dale had one one five hundred. Yeah. That one, the one five hundred, is the one thing on your bucket list that you know got away from you. That I that you know will probably forever you know not haunt you, but just disturb you. If you're if there's one to go, and you're leading the Daytona five hundred, who do you want on your back bumper? A teammate. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, somebody that you know is not. But out of all you. the guys you've raced over uh, the years, who could push you the best? Kevin Dale Earnhardt Jr. Actually, really, yeah. Dale and I, we were we were never teammates. Never drove for the same team. And I did drive his Xfinity car some, right? But we got to be really good buddies at restrictor plate tracks at Daytona Talladega. We would get hooked up together, and it and it got to the point where we did such a good job of drafting together that the rest of the field would do everything they could the entire race to, to break keep you us two up, broke apart, and split up in different lines and different areas. So uh, now, are there guys, Tony, that just don't? Just just can't hook on good and are just back there beating you up and there's other guys who are just so good at it. Yeah, there are. I mean, Brad Keselowski is a he's a good pusher, but it's sketchy. I mean, he hits you hard. So when when he hits you, if you watch the race and you watch the qualifying race on Thursday, any anybody that was in front of Keselowski, their cars looked terrible. <laughs> they were all over the place. Well, it's because Brad's pushing them all over the place. So some guys are a little more have a little more finesse when it comes to the pushing. You gonna attempt the five hundred again? No, I'm man. I'm too old for that. You you're could not gonna, win you're not gonna Morgan Shepard it? No, <laughs> definitely not. Morgan Shepard. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, the, to go back to the the Daytona five hundred part, the the two biggest races that I never won were the Indy five hundred and the Daytona five hundred. God. But, but man, you look at the races now, and 
And and the great thing was Ricky Stenhouse didn't wreck somebody to win the 500 this mm-hmm. year. He no. drove his way to the yep. lead, and then the caution came out behind him. And that I respect. But, man, when Austin Dillon dumped yep. Eric Amarola and, uh, gosh, I can't remember, um, the 34 card. Uh, oh, I forget the guy's name. Michael McDowell. Michael McDowell. When McDowell, McDowell won the race, the two leaders took each other out. I mean, that's not that's not how you want to win the biggest right. stock car race of the year. And, and it's like it's the first race of the year for NASCAR. It's their biggest race of the year, and it ends in a crash fest all the time. And I keep looking, going, how do we call this a su- success? So I'm glad to get that weekend behind us now. I go from 500 horsepower cars to a 5,000 horsepower car that I get to drive and. And uh, go back to real racing again. Did, did you see the big uh, the big wreck I had at, at uh, Saturday night at my track? No. Did you have a big yard sale? Oh my God! I gotta find it. And wait to hold on. Wait till you see this, buddy. And and as a track owner, um, this you know, as a track owner, this is the worst thing that you can see for a track owner. Here it is. This is uh, the B main. This is the um, B, this, this, is, yeah. this is where you expect to see some cars yeah, this, in B main. This guy here, the guy is from West Terre Haute, Indiana, <laughs> that causes the carnage. Who, what's his name? Uh, I don't know, but he drives for Honest Abe uh, Kevin. <clears throat> Kevin, somebody. I think he's a rookie. Really nice guy. And in his post interview, he said I was his favorite radio personality because he remembered <laughs> me from Terre Haute. But wait till you <laughs> see how much money he cost me. You ready, bud? Let Order it rip. Him the sixth on the field. That'll shuffle Maddox back into the bump spot. The Swanson continues to pester for P2 oh, and it's bad. Oh, yeah. Look at those dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this. Watch. Right in front of the Hold crowd, on. too. Now, Tony, I'm going to say something that you will 100% back me up. Watch the boys from MedStar, the best ever. They're Bef- there before the car stops. Before moving. the car stops, MedStar is there. All right, two turning, things turning the fuel off and save the guy. Two things we're going to watch here that when we replay this, we're going to watch this idiot try to. His name's Kevin Newton. Kevin Newton. Uh, I know Kevin Newton. I knew that's who it was. Yeah. Yeah, he's, Kevin, he's no not a rookie. Newton. He's not a rookie well, by any means. He just drives like a rookie. My God. <laughs> I could have put Lummy out there. But he's a cool guy. Like super cool guy. Super cool but, guy. The things we're going to see is we're going to watch all the fencing that Bubba has to pay for and replace yeah. oh, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before this thing even finishes, the guy in the flag stand there, watch his reaction because this car is flipping and ripping the fence out and him. right in front of him and yeah. coming straight at him. And they'll show. Now wa- look. Now watch. Watch yep. MedStar. And so MedStar, because they're the best, he goes underneath the car, Tony, and turns the fuel off. Most people don't know to do that. Well, not only that, and what Red most people out, don't know, Med the Star. guy right there. That guy saved my life. Saved your life. That was the in guy. In Missouri, that the, wasn't it? Uh, no, in Oscaloosa, Iowa. When, Iowa. When it uh, blew my leg out. I was Already bleeding so scene. bad. Oh, yeah. right. That guy right there. Yep. Doug Tony Al. <clears throat> yep. Right, look, look at my Bubba Army obnoxious clown mobile. <laughs> Excuse me. Dude, what is that? This is what are you getting ready to do? Shoot van? Back to the Future for <laughs> Dark Match 18. Ghostbusters 6. If you're Bubba, so you got to be over the top. Look, look at this. Oh. Right here, but if you that guys thing would take about six miles to get the 88 miles an hour. Up and down the car he comes. Hold Kevin on. Newton gonna is show okay. It again. He was the one that rode the wall earlier on. Yeah. So, Don, he rode the wall earlier in the heat. And and, and and almost did the same thing. Maybe he thought it was going to work the second time. I don't know. You know, man, up in turn four, you get up in no man's land up at my place, man. That flattens out over there, and you better be have a handle on it. Yeah, it does. It, but that's the thing. That's what's fun about your racetrack is that so it has you, character, and it's it's a very technical track. It's not like you're running Mach 12 around there. Didn't you say one time my it. track is one of the most technical tracks you've ever driven? Yes, absolutely. Here we go. For those of you in the stands, we'll follow along with Floor Racing. But Newton got way wide coming out turn number no, four. I, no, clipped the no. ball on it. 
Look at look Flagman. He's yeah. like he's trying to figure out if he needs to jump headfirst yeah. off the stand right there. Exactly. At that point in time, she was all. He's like, all right, we're good now. Over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here, and so they interview Kevin here. And Scott and all the guys got the car running really well. And what? The, all right, here we go. DJ of all time. Here we go. It's a little rough as well, but say I'm sorry, Bubba. For taking your fence down. Bubba the Love Sponge is my favorite DJ of all time. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, sorry, He's saying Bubba. that because he doesn't want you to send him your bill for the fence. Yeah. Right. Sumo's already been on the phone. I bet you Setzer can send us nine poles, and I can send the Brown Brothers down there, and we can have that thing fixed up by the weekend, Bubba. <laughs> by the weekend? Sumo would have it fixed in a day and a half. and and, the, and it would take a full day just to get the people down there. I He'll know. have it knocked out in half a day. I get the Brown Brothers down there. They can stay in the RV. Setzer make the poles. We'll have those things done. I'm telling I've already had that conversation. And they had it good enough where they could finish the race. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually had to get on a, we had to zip tie, we had to zip tie and bring in <laughs> Please don't tell me we, you zip tied stuff. Yes, Tony, we zip tied. <laughs> and then we moved everybody out of that section, out of that section, you know, so, but we weren't going to, look at fence pa- repair delay. Look right there on flow. Is it true you got a little something to do with flow? I don't. No, I so don't. I thought, other than they're a partner with ours with Eldora Speedway and the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Oh, okay. I thought maybe, I was like, God, how much richer can Tony get if he owns Flow? Richer, bud, you ought to see the bills I pay on these race teams. <laughs> yeah, but I also know. I, also I, I went know, from I mean. comfortable to not as comfortable. I mean, I'm not the, I'm not ramen noodles. I'm not there yet, but. Hold on. I, I, you're not as broke as when you drove, I forget, some car from Columbus with your girlfriend and you uh, to Milwaukee, yeah. and it paid like 7500 to win, and you, and you fed the entire crew afterwards, and you put the money in the trunk because you'd never had that much money before? Listen, we were so broke back then. I bought like a cheap. $10 briefcase to just try to look like a professional driver, <laughs> which nobody nobody was carrying briefcases yeah, all, around. All drivers so I looked like an idiot. Briefcases! So I bought this briefcase, and we literally go from Rushville, Indiana, to Milwaukee, and I was going to run the, the uh, USAC race right. at, at the Milwaukee Mile. Big so track, too. Dirt race the night before. Uh, it paid, I think it paid six grand total, and I got... Uh, I, we when we drove there, we had to stop and get gas one time, and then we went to McDonald's and we got a child sized Coke, a small fry, and a cheeseburger, and split it. Yeah, because we didn't have enough money, and then we didn't have enough money to get in the pits. We had to borrow money to get in the pits to get our pit passes. Luckily, win the race. They paid me in fives and tens. Oh. So this new ten dollar briefcase I bought, <laughs> I looked like a gangster. You did with all the cash. Like you opened the lid up, and it was it was absolutely slap full. <laughs> so two funny. things I did: it took the guys to dinner. Uh, the crew took the shoes off that I had my street shoes that stunk so bad because I couldn't afford a new pair of shoes Threw them over the fence. Uh, I wore my driver's shoes to the hotel and my girlfriend went and bought me a new pair of tennis shoes the next day. And then we went to Milwaukee and, and you thought you were loaded. Did you not? Dude, I was loaded. I mean, yeah. for me, that's the most money I'd ever had. What's in one the, time. what's the big, what's the biggest paying race you've ever won? Uh, my, my very first win with SHR, uh, the all-star race, it was a mil- paid a million dollars. That's right. I remember that. Oh, yeah. That was in the office depot. We're car. working on NHRA right now. We're trying to get NHRA to do a million dollar to win race. So Why don't yeah. they? Wow. I don't know. We're working on it. Tell man. them you're a promoter, Eldora. You know how to do all that kind of stuff. I'm all for it, but I think it should pay a million to win the alcohol class. Yeah. Not the funny cars or anything like that. Yeah, no, I'm dude. I'm so excited. I wish people could understand. I, 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 I haven't been this excited about racing in a long time, and, you know, I love everything we do with NASCAR. I love what we do with our Sprint Car Series, Eldora, the All-Stars, um, our This TQs. is your new baby. This is your new shiny object. But it's not just that it's a shiny toy. I mean, this is probably one of the most challenging things I've done in motorsports. It's, it is that different, and 
I think that's why I like it so much is it is it is a huge challenge to do things right and you know like I said we're, I'm driving a car with 5000 horsepower and it's like you got to be on top of it anything you could ever you've you've lived your life uh, you know uh, unbelievably in all types of ways but you've never been married and raced against the person well you've never been married and congratulations on that but now you're comp- you could potentially end up competing against your wife how that how's that gonna work smoke it's not it's not, <laughs> it's, not it, it, it's it's a terrible idea Leah, Leah Pritchard and Tony, and Tony Stewart are at the lined up, at the lined up here uh, this no. is for the finals for the Wally uh, do you red line on purpose kid if you want to sleep in your own bed you do <laughs> I mean the best thing you can do is just sit there and go after you because if you beat her you're you may not even be able to sleep in the same house that night. Yeah, you may be in. Uh, you may be in Columbus. She might be in Lake Havasu. Because she's she's every bit as uber competitive as I am. So I have. I have not met her. I hope that she. I hope that you. She's not. Doesn't have Bubba pre hate because anybody that you've ever <laughs> hooked up with has always has Bubba pre hate because they Googled me or something like that and they everybody nobody that you've ever dated has pre liked me. Have they? No. So hopefully she hasn't been, you know, hasn't been. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing for that. He, he's yeah. right on this one. Yeah, so. yeah Tony can't. It was for different that. reasons. Hey, Everybody had a different reason. When's the last time Tony Stewart was reasons. locked up with a non-rebuttal? N- never. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. But so, you were you were so right on that. It was like I had nowhere to even go with it. No, I mean you know uh, the, the the Mexican hated me and she ev- hated everything. That's true. She so I mean, okay, she just so started with hate and and that's that, that was her that was her exit strategy. That was her par hate. Yeah. And but I, I have been told by the mayor of Columbus. And by the way, Lummy, do you have your most people, your most famous people from Columbus, Indiana? Yes, I do. Do you have your list? You know, do you know we have a category uh, of specifically for Columbus, Indiana? Listen, this this could go really good for you or bad for you, depending on where I land on this. Well, list. I think it's going to go. It's gonna, I, I, well, I mean, it's, no, that's well, true. No, it, well, I'm going to have to take my lumps, none, nonetheless. These I, are. Let's let see me, how you do, Ben. Let me let me go ahead and and you got to read the. You got to yep. number one should be obvious. The what? most popular people born, lived, or resided in Columbus, Indiana are as followed. Number one, sumo. Number two, that's true. Tony Stewart, that's true. Number three, Jeff the Gooch Patterson, number not four, true. Number number four, number four, <laughs> Keith Koontz, Keith Koontz, yeah, that's uh, true. Number five, you have Felicia Fay who replaced Mike Pence. Felicia Fay is an OnlyFans girl that's uh, the stepdaughter to the to the judge. That's right. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> number six, uh, Shane Sheldon Brown. Yep. Number seven, pork chop. Number eight is Shane Ross, and number nine is uh, Blaine Keel. R.I.P. Blair Keel. R.I.P. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's, who, my, who, that's who pretty we, close. Who are we missing? Uh, we're, we are missing two main people. I would say that are should be mentioned. Mike Pence, obviously. Well, we had him in there, and we pulled him. Well, out. Well, you just missed the top ten. I mean, it, I can. See, it was a close. Probably, it was probably. He used to be 11. fourth or fifth when he was he, vice president. Uh, he, he but he we was, went down to Mike Pence Park, and it's where all the people shoot heroin. And I had to take yeah, him off the list. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we clean it up. If we can clean it up, he might be back in hey, ninth I actually, or tenth. I actually did a thing on my YouTube channel. I said, let's go to Mike Pence Park and play. And then we went to Tony Stewart's park and played. And I played on all your equipment, and it was beautiful and well kept and nice. And then all of his had heroin. One addicts and I and I and I, and I, I, I I'm sorry. Who's, who's the hey, other person? Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor All Stars. The, the Chuck Taylor. The Chuck Taylor. I I might put him ahead of Pork Chop. I don't know. I uh, I'd say it's pretty close. I mean, how do you not like Chuck Taylor All Stars? I think you got to probably put him. You know, I, I I don't know. And I don't know anything about this band, but I remember when I was a kid that this band was on the signs. The Four Freshmen. I don't remember. Was don't a remember. musical group. 
You know, I've never uh, heard Nelson P.K. might know those. Uh, your yeah, dad, your it dad. definitely is more his era. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tony, I can't thank you. I know, I know I probably kept you longer than I was supposed to. Uh, yeah, you, uh, don't you, worry about our schedule we're on today, bud. I mean, I'm, well, yeah. <laughs> we're, just, we're just strictly here for you. All these TV outlets and all this other stuff can wait, yeah, obviously. Yeah, and, and I was probably in good with the NHRA guy. Now he hates my guts like Mike Arney. Oh, no, I, I rode with him here. He he hated you before we got here. But, but I've, been sub, I've been trying to give good advertising. And, and you know, Tony, I think I think they're going to let me uh, uh, attend the NHRA. Thing. I'm on bus. I told him to put that is That is the the one thing that he actually did talk about on the way here is how excited he was to have you come to the Gator Nationals. And, so. and we're going to just promote the hell out of it, and hopefully they'll let me park. I haven't by been you. to the Gator Nationals in years. I can't wait. And hopefully let us, you know, give us like you know some some credentials and we get some free hot dogs. I'm just going to go to your sumo says. Listen, once you get there, just go to Tony's place. You'll be taken care of. Okay. Yeah, we'll bring a pizza maker. <laughs> we'll bring our presto yeah, pizza even, maker. Yeah, we don't even need the pizza maker. We 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 have good food. But would you at least admit that I'm the one that turned you on to the presto pizza maker, dude? If those people People need to sponsor me. I need to have a PSA with them because I I have gifted probably a dozen of those. I know, people. but you didn't answer the question. But yes, you, you absolutely did. Not only did you do that, we did something that was unprecedented when we won my second championship in 2005. They uh, the day that we're up at Bristol, Connecticut, at ESPN's campus, and and have all the interviews after winning the championship. The lady on the way to the airport, one of the people from NASCAR, she goes, "What do you want in your room?" And we'll leave out one of the objects that we put in the room, but they took out a hundred year old 14 person antique table out of the president's suite at the Waldorf Astoria. We had that taken out, put a poker table in there. We put a poker table in there, had one hell of a poker game in there. We had an exercise pole. Yes. What would you say? You're you're big on exercising. Yes, we are. It's even better when I get to watch somebody else exercise, so I'll be honest. Right. And me and Sumo, while installing this pole, uh, (laughs) broke the ceiling. Broke the 100-year plaster. (laughs) Literally (laughs) broke the ceiling in the president's suite at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City. (laughs) Yeah, and and I will tell you, Tony was— we didn't care at all about it. It was worth it. We gave zero Fs about it. Tony Stewart was probably the last champion to really— party like a champion uh, as far as NASCAR champions? Because I think you're, the, the, the the final time you won it, I don't think you partied near like no. that. Like, no, I was fearful that I was going to get banned from NASCAR like we almost did after 2005. You know, the fun, oh, yeah. the funny but we thing did is, have the pizzazz pizza maker, right? a mini freezer in there that was nice. loaded with tombstone pizzas. The, the, first, the first one you ever got, I took your uh, Chevy SSR they let you borrow to a Walmart far away at like 2 a.m. to find this thing. <laughs> And brought it back for you to take the next morning. You were a god, though, when you did that. <laughs> yeah. I remember it was when, we were, idea. when we were at the, Astor- the Waldorf, whatever the hell, and me and Sumo, we had basketball shorts and T-shirts on, and the and the the, the they wouldn't let us up to the to the main. We're like, we're supposed to be staying with Tony Stewart. We <laughs> yeah. got keys to get in. You show up to the Waldorf Astoria in gym shorts, T-shirts, and hot, <laughs> high tops that the laces weren't tied on. And, and Tony, their keys. The people giving them us giving our keys, which you know they stayed in the suite with us. They, they hand the keys, and they look at these guys, and they're like, these idiots are staying in yep. the presidential suite here. So, so then, then Mike, Mike, Mike already comes. He goes, you and Sumo need to go to the big guy's shop and get tuxedos. Immediately. Can, uh, immediately. So Sumo goes, well, goddamn, we got to go down and get some tuxedos now. Yeah. You know? And so they, if we're going to go to this this fancy-ass dinner, and, then we gotta, and so they send us behind. They, they put us way in the back behind this pole. In the dark. <laughs> in the dark. Not an exercise pole, by the way, either. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but I, I will say. 
I, that's the best I've ever seen Bubba look in sumo. I mean, they were they were high and tight. Oh yeah, we were high and tight until JD Gibbs uh, and we t- tried to take a picture with JD and uh, and Joe, and they're like they reluctantly <laughs> took it. I do got a picture of JD. All right, I got to go to work today. I know you got to go. Hey, Tony, Tony. we're going to say goodbye to everybody. See you in a couple weeks. The Bubba Radio Network will return after this. Hey, this is Lisa Lampanelli, the queen of mean. You're listening to the best of the Bubba the Love Sponge show, although I don't know why. This is the story that Reggie was talking about a few minutes ago. I can't wait to see this one. Tonight, oh. uh, we're learning oh, information, new information about a civil lawsuit. A McCurtain Gazette reporter filed against McCurtain County leaders and agencies. KSL News Trail's Jade Myers in studio with us. And Jade, this suit involves several reporters connected to the controversial recordings of the county leaders that we're going to get into in just a moment. Have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive? It's all just radio waves. How much can a radio wave really cost? Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk and text for only $15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from 3, 6, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family and at mint family start at two lines use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts switch to mint mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash bubba That's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
That's right, Doug. McCurtain Gazette reporter Christopher Willingham filed the lawsuit last month. It was filed on the same day a Gazette reporter captured a recording where county leaders allegedly could be heard discussing plans to kill Christopher and Bruce Willingham. In the suit, Christopher Willingham claimed... That's a really pretty African-American woman. This got the ugliest outfit I've ever seen on. She is beautiful, and she's making herself look horrific. Now, the other thing being this, <laughs> I do not want anybody, that's what people like about this show, is we bring up stuff that make you think a little bit. And sometimes it's a little shocking. And we don't tow the corporate line, because we're not corporate. A little bit. But people that try to make us tow the woke-ass line, we got rid of. Twitch, for the most part. <laughs> A lot of people ask me, well, it's a little bit tougher to you know, watch you on Rumble or Kick. I really suggest Kick. By the way, Kick.com, and it's at the Bubba Army. But it, it, it may be because you, know, you were so you, you were so accustomed to watch us as, watching us on Twitch. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. Twitch is so woke that you can't even objectively talk about things. We objectively today talked about how Colorado was put, you know, passing legislation about children or families that are trans, you know, making the transgender journey to be a, it's a safeguard state where they allow that. And we, and we gave our opinions about it, but nonetheless, in a newsy type opinion, journalistic way, we weren't making fun of anybody. We got a doctor here that's familiar with gender uh, is uh, dys- dysphoric. What's it? What's gender a, dysphoria. Gender dysphoria. And also about, uh, how much of a of a very entailed surgery that particular you know f- surgery is, and and how it's just not a simple deal, and how once you've made that commitment to slicing off your wiener and turning it into a vagina, there's really not really any going back. Yeah, it's hard to go back from that one. And 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 we objectively thought about you know okay, should a child be able to a child in his family or her family be able to make that decision or should we, you know, maybe have some, again, there's some states that don't allow it and, 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 and I think, or maybe make it, make you have to be an adult. So we objectively went all over the road with it. We, we, we talked about it on both ends of the spectrum, but we would never fly on Twitch. We would absolutely be canceled. We would be canceled if we had that same discussion on Twitch. Now we didn't say that people shouldn't have the right to do that. We didn't say that we agreed or disagreed with it. We just talked about that topic and, and covered it as thoroughly as we potentially could. We may have an opinion about what side of the topic we're on, but nowadays that can get you in trouble. Having an opinion about a highly publicized thing can now get you in trouble. Our First Amendment is no longer really, really a First Amendment. It's a First Amendment based on until somebody is offended by your by your opinion, and then it goes to a from being offended to a cancellation. And that's that's really what separated us over the last you know fifty years or more from England, right? Because England, you can't say things that offend people. You don't have free speech in England. It's a democracy. But there is no such thing as true free speech in England. No, and no. we're losing it in America now. And, and but you're not like going to 
going to jail for no, it. No, 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 no. You're in a bar in England, and you say something that no, offends an over, someone overhearing something. You could actually have I understand. criminal and civil charges yeah, filed against you. Yeah, hate speech is a thing, but I'm talking about in the States. Okay, but, no, but I, it, it, it never used to be where you may not be going to jail, physical jail, but your life can be canceled. Yeah, absolutely. And your career but, uh, can be canceled. No doubt. No doubt. But I don't know if, if that's necessarily uh, I, I know it, we kind of get into the weeds and, and Jay likes to talk about this stuff. But, um, you know, if, if a company has certain rules and regulations, it's kind of like, you know, is it their right to do what they want to do with the people on their platform? I don't know. But, you know, you could still say whatever you want. You just maybe can't say it on their platform, so, which sucks. Which brings me to this. And this is not how I feel necessarily how I think that these people should have conducted themselves. But, and and I don't want people mad at me, but if none of these people acted on this stupid crosstalk that they had, and it was just them talking crap, because sometimes when men and women or people get together with their closest of friends, they talk inappropriate. It's inappropriate, some of the things we say privately to our closest of friends, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Should that make it illegal? Nope. And should that make it um, where you're going to lose your job? Well, m- maybe, I guess, if you're answering to society and you're a a, 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 a political person, perhaps. But saying, you know, me and Dan <clears throat> getting together and saying, you know, we don't like a particular person. And I wish we could kill them, and they suck, and we call them, you know, bad names, you know, bad racial names. That's kind of our First Amendment. It kind of is. It's, yes. And you can say that about Putin all day long, but if you say that about Kamala, you're, you're the devil. And the other thing is this. If there were two black guys that were talking about some stupid-ass white guy, and, and what they used to do to white guys back in the day, would this be a story? Nope. And again, I am not supporting what the what any of these people said. I'm not supporting it, uh, it at all. But they were recorded illegally. Hmm. And I don't know if Oklahoma is a one or two party state, but I'm assuming they are all not aware of being recorded. Right. We should pro- probably. Uh, hey, Alexa, is Oklahoma a one or two party recording consensual state? From moviecultists.com, Oklahoma's Security of Communications Act provides that it is illegal to record an in person or telephone communication without the consent of at least one party or to record a communication with criminal or tortious intent. All right, hold on now. Wow. So it's a one-party state. Yeah. It's a one-party state. So, yeah, so this should be illegal. This should be illegal. The, but here's the thing. They'll they over The news will overlook the illegal, and it's just a misdemeanor, but they will look over the illegal recording. It should be, shouldn't it be fruits, fruits of a poisonous tree? Yeah, in, in trial. In trial. <laughs> but once they leak it, then that gets legs of its own, right? And then these people are done. So these people were illegally recorded, and 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 no one cares. Nobody about cares that about part. that. Nope. But everybody cares about what these people said in private in a mm-hmm. private conversation they had amongst amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. And I will probably tell you right now, everyone. Well, isn't the guy now suing? 
I think this this particular uh, article here talks about suing. Here we go. Hold on. Allegedly could be heard discussing plans to kill Christopher and Bruce Willingham. In the suit, Christopher Willingham claims his First Amendment rights were violated, chiefly his rights to freedom of speech and freedom of the press. He's seeking damages from McCurtain County Commissioners, the McCurtain County Sheriff's Office, Sheriff Kevin Clardy, and investigator Alicia Manning. The suit alleges four counts against all or some of those four, including retaliation, slander, and intentional infliction of emotional distress, along with supervisory liability. The suit claims in 2021, the McCurtain Gazette began investigating multiple allegations at the sheriff's office brought forward by former and current department employees. The suit says the investigation resulted in an eight-part series authored by Christopher Willingham and published by the McCurtain Gazette between November 2021 and April 2022. The series reportedly covered several topics, including allegations of malfeasance at the sheriff's office, along with alleging their refusal to discuss disclose public crime reports to Willingham. The suit alleges Willingham reported difficulty by the newspaper in obtaining basic reports and received limited documentation in the death of Bobby Barrick. The All right, so I think I, <clears throat> let me, I think I actually absolutely passed. Calls for the resignation. Th- this is the story. Yes, the, yeah. Because so it, it looks like this one guy has a history of not liking the sheriff's department and they've been playing cute games with getting this guy information and things like this. I think that's one situation. I think I absolutely accidentally hit, I went to the next story behind Mm. this one. I don't know if that's, if what this woman, what we, what the story, what we just heard is different than this one. I think this is the caught on tape. This is the caught on tape one. The of county officials in southeastern Oklahoma continue today after they were secretly recorded making racist remarks, including comments about killing reporters. Now, secretly recording. Now, trust me, Mm. I know a lot about that. And that hasn't worked out so swell for me (laughs) in my life. But it's it's amazing how they they villainize a uh, a guy like me for secret really I, I would you guys not agree that I got villainized and certainly <laughs> taken out to the woodshed for being the secret recorder yeah vilified yeah. yes but the person that did the secret recording here is the victim right and is the good guy mm-hmm. uh, is Jay here no oh, okay. he's got he got he, he texted me a little bit a second ago and he said he's he's got a deposition that <laughs> tell he, him not even worry about okay. it. okay See him tomorrow if he can make it. Okay. So, but like society picks and chooses the secret recorder, right? Yes. And lynching black residents. One county commissioner has already stepped in. I mean, I secret recorded just my wife having sex with my best friend. There wasn't no lynching of black eyes or nothing like that. Down. Stephanie Sai has the story. Jeff, the recording was a. Well, she's pretty. Pretty attractive. Mm-hmm. Obtained by a local newspaper, the McCurtain Gazette News. A reporter who has spent months investigating corruption at the sheriff's office left an audio recorder in the room after a county commissioner's meeting ended, suspecting the sheriff, the commissioner, and others would continue to conduct business. Instead, he apparently captured a recording of top county officials allegedly discussing wanting to kill a McCurtain Gazette reporter. 
while waxing nostalgic about the days when a sheriff could take a, quote, black guy, throw him in a cell and beat him. And again, I don't necessarily know if, well, I don't think that's a conversation that your sheriff should be having. Is that a conversation that your sheriff could have in private with his friend? Yeah, he could. And should he be held accountable for it? I don't think so. Because we can all sit here and act like we are pristine and holier than thou, but we all have inappropriate conversations privately. We, Every single one of us do. Black people do. White people do. Hispanic people do. Men do. Women do. We all, if all of our conversations that we had, Anna, you and I have had some very inappropriate conversations. Sure have. I hope we have some more in the future, too. Uh, okay. Thank you. We all do. And now if you're a county official... Well, maybe that's a problem. I don't know. But it seems like, to me... Well, their meetings are supposed to be in public. They're not supposed to have private meetings. I think that's one problem here, too. Well, yeah, well, that's, but, I mean, that's this, but this, was was after, this was after a public meeting. This right. was They're after having the a meeting. private meeting after the public meeting. It's still not supposed to be allowed. I think that's one of the big problems here. The big problems meaning, like, if you're gathered in public... They're, it's all public. They're, 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 a public. they're a public board... And their meetings are supposed say, to be but what if they in say, public. They're not supposed what, to have a private meeting. But what if they say, no, this is, Dan, the way I understand it is the meeting was over. And everybody had left the room and this recorder got, this, this, this guy who worked for the newspaper left his recorder in a secret place and mm-hmm. hit play. And after everybody was gone, these four or five people were still sitting at their desks. The entire place was cleared. And they were having and, a private and, meeting. And they were having a private conversation. Not open to the public. The public had already been cleared out. I think they may not be allowed to talk after the private meeting, I think is the point. Wow. As a bit of the recording where the suggestions of murder continue, and we should warn you, graphic detail. I know. Take him down to <laughs> Mud what? Creek and hang him up with the damn rope. Uh, I know. Take him down to Mud Creek and hang him up with the damn rope. Yeah. But you can't and do the that. Thing about it, uh, they got more rocks than we got. I know, I know where two big deep holes are here in the I got an excavator. These are our free duds. Yeah, but the thing of it is, you know. We actually told the truth. I've known two or three hitmen that are very quiet guys. And again, all of that is not cool. None of that is cool. But in private, not meant for public consumption. Certainly not. is not. Is less of a problem. Should be, but but it won't be. It won't be. And and the, and the other thing is, well, if it was African Americans talking about white people, would it be? Would I be talking about it right now? Would there anybody be covering the news? No way. It would have been swept under the carpet. For reaction, I want to bring in Dion Osborne, the managing editor for the Black Wall Street Times. He's based in Greenwood, Oklahoma. Dion, thank you for joining the News Hour. <laughs> As a black journalist living in Oklahoma, what was your reaction when you heard the full audio? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on and sharing our perspective. Um, when I first heard the audio, my first reaction, honestly, I was alarmed, but not shocked. Um, it's another day in Oklahoma um, for us. We've covered so many stories about race and racism um, while state officials downplay um, its impact on our communities. And this is just evidence um, of how pervasive it still is in Oklahoma. Hey, I think the guy came across pretty good. 
I think the guy came across by Definitely. saying, I think the no. guy came across by saying, hey, this is the way these people talk, and we've tried to make a big deal about it, but, you know, so be it. I mean, he didn't come across bad at all for me. No. I mean, I liked, I mean, I, I understand where he's coming from. I'm sorry. Uh, and what they said is disgusting. Yeah, exactly. It's gross what they what said. And these are these are our leaders talking like this. And again, I'm not, I'm not condoning what they said. What did, what did that guy's shirt say? Oh, I don't know. Let me see. I can go back. Yeah. It said, um, I can't read it. Not everything that is faced, that is faced, can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it's faced. Okay. What does that, something what like does that, that mean? Well, that's like the NAACP uh, president when he said, you know, you, you can't win if you don't pick your battles. If, if we fight on an issue, we win, but we have to identify the issues and specifically pick our fights to win. But just bitching to the world about everything in general is useless. William Motherly Motherway, Lummy, a uh, hundred dollars on the PayPal, Thank PayPal, you. Cake, God bless. PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, all at the Bub Army. Last week of the month, we gotta get these units out. The sheriff's office has shown no contrition and is saying the conversation was illegally recorded. They're even saying it's altered. Yeah, that's what that what article, th- that thing I sent you, that was their, re- that was their statement. They oh, released. this is the sheriff's department yeah. statement? Okay, here we go. saying it's kind of fake, but. The last 72 hours have been amongst the most difficult and disruptive in recent memory. This is a very complex situation and one we regret having to address. There has been an ongoing investigation into multiple significant violations of the Oklahoma Security Com- uh, uh, Commissions Act, Title 13, Chapters 16.3 and 16.4, which state that it's illegal to secretly record a conversation in which you are not involved in and do not have the consent of at least one of the involved parties, like we said earlier. There's a significant number of victims on this criminal activity, and it's been taking and it's taken a significant uh, effort and time to identify them and cooperate the evidence. Many of these recordings, like the one published by the media outlets on Friday, have yet to be duly authenticated and or validated. We preliminarily, uh, and, and, if you, and if you do, if, if, as we listened to it, we don't know. It, it seems like they just kind of did blurbs, three or four different guys. We don't know that they were talking... Uh, if that if that's the order of 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 the cadence of the talk, we don't we don't know in what context. Well, we certainly know what context it was in. It was in a I hate black people context. But nonetheless, it, it seems like they've taken the worst of of this and you know condensed it down to three or four hate lines, and really really made a big deal about it. I think that the- it's mud on their face. It's a problem for everyone, and it does show that there's some you know. Racial animosity going both ways. It says our uh, our preliminary information indicates that the media released audio recording has, in fact, been altered. The motivation for doing this so remains unclear at this point that uh, that matter is actively being investigated. In addition to being illegally obtained, the audio does not match the transcript of that audio and is not precisely consistent in what uh, was put into print. Multiple agencies are assisting in this ongoing investigation as a result of the press release that went out on Friday. A large number of threats of violence, including death threats, have been made against county employees and officials and their families. There has been a continued there will will be continued press releases from this agency as the investigation comes to close and findings are forwarded to an appropriate authorities for felony charges to be filed for those involved. Well, so the sheriff is like, go ahead. 
record us illegally. There's going to be some felonies coming down the pike. Tiffany Ashley 20 on the Venmo. Thanks for Friday. Think of what this journalist did. I think the uh, horn needs plugged in. Planting mm-hmm. that recording device in the room. I am proud. I'm grateful that this journalist obviously risked his own life so that we all could see the truth and hear the truth. Risked his own life because he, he put, his own life. Come he, on. Because he, he put a recorder underneath a coat jacket. It could have blown up. With our own ears. Oklahoma state law shows that we are a one-party consent state when it comes to recordings. So the sheriff is completely lying um, when it comes to accusing this journalist of breaking the law. He did not whoa, break the law. Whoa, 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 whoa. We just looked this up. Hold on. Does this guy not know what a one what one side consensual means? That doesn't mean that one of the dudes, meaning your buddy, knew about it and it's good. It means it two one person it's a two cannot. Side. It's a two consent. Um, when it it's comes to accusing state. this journalist of breaking the law, he did not break the law. He did his duty when it comes to recordings. So the sheriff is completely you know, hold on. that we are a one-party consent state when it comes to recordings. I, now, see, that's not what, what Alexa said, but we didn't see it written down. Alexa could have misunderstood you. Right. So one party party consent state, because Gary, Gary and Chad says the, the reporter consented. So it's not an illegal recording. Oh. That's what Gary said. The sheriff said it was under under dash one seven six three and one seven six four Oklahoma State Code. Let me, let me look that up. Oklahoma State Code one seven six point three and one seven six point four, uh, and we'll come back with that. Okay. All right. The Bubba Radio Network will return after this. Hey, this is Jim Florentine, and you're listening to Best of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Uh, continuing this fine gentleman's, um, the head of the Oklahoma, I don't know, cool black guy club, I guess. <laughs> uh, he's mad about these county commissioners and the sheriff. <clears throat> they had this meeting, and I supposedly they don't like this one, this one journalist who's been sniffing around. And they were talking about, you know, how they should kill him and and all that kind of stuff. And 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 being racist is not cool. But it's it's not something that we're ever gonna fix. We're not. We're just not gonna fix it. Certain people just are never gonna like certain people. That's not how we should live our lives. That's not how our government should act. And I guess these people are in gover- governmental positions. But again, it, go, it, it comes down to, you know, what people say privately should be a private matter. And, and, you know, I don't know that people should be held accountable and lose their career on something that is private. But many of, many of leaked things have ruined people's careers now, haven't they? Right? Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it goes. So the sheriff is completely lying um, when it comes to accusing this journalist of breaking the law. He did not break the law. He did his duty. As- if, it, if, if Oklahoma is a one-party state, then the, then the journalist did not do anything wrong. I don't think. And the, the sheriff should know better. And I'm proud of him. 
And the Oklahoma governor, Kevin Stitt, seems to believe in the veracity of this recording because he has asked for four county officials, including the sheriff, to resign. What do you think of the governor's response? And whether, what other accountability are you hearing Oklahomans demand? Well, I'm glad to hear the, the governor call for the bare minimum. Um, but obviously, these officials should all have been fired immediately. Um, if, the, if the Florida governor has the power to fire a liberal district attorney that he doesn't like, I don't understand why our governor doesn't have the power to immediately fire these officials who are, who are suggesting killing a journalist and lynching black people in 2023. And he makes, and that's a good point. That, that, is, that is a good point. If Ron DeSantis has the power to come in and remove Andrew Warren for... I, I actually thought that was a little chicken shiz, to be honest with you. What was it? Remind Andrew me what it Warren was. I had, remember, but like why? Andrew Warren Something was, with this was part of a signed like 20. I'm going to tell you if you shut up. <clears throat> Sorry, I was no, trying to guess. No problem. When you guess and I start telling it to you, you can't you can't keep guessing. Sorry. Andrew Warren was, pro- was part of like 30 or 40 uh, district attorneys around the country that were part of this email chain that stated if somebody in their community had got arrested for something, uh, you know, like getting an abortion when they weren't supposed to, right. that he wouldn't prosecute. That's right. And gender-affirming care for minors. But he didn't oh. have... What I have a problem with is that's what he said. That's not what he did. So, like, if he had not prosecuted three or four or five cases that had come his way... I can understand removing him from office because you're not upholding the law of Florida. I understand that. But if if you just said, okay, I wouldn't prosecute anybody if this particular situation came across my desk, I think that's a slippery slope on a First Amendment issue. Meanwhile, he did lose in the Florida State Supreme Court, but that's all also, uh, you know, that's a highly uh, GOP. Uh, it's, it's all politics. So can I can I just uh, throw this back and make sure I'm understanding it correctly? You think that he should he shouldn't be on the hook for something that he just said that was illegal? Essentially, like he would do something illegal versus actually doing something illegal. I think my, right. I, I my opinion is he should still have his job because he didn't do anything. He only, but he said he would do something illegal. Right? He, well, is that what it was? Okay. Uh, I'm. I'm. What if you're? Uh. You know. What if? Uh. I say I'm going to go out and rob a bank. And, no, no, and, no. I'm and, just asking. I'm just trying to get the story right. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying you should or shouldn't. No, no. He did, he did not act on any of that. Nothing of this. Right. So, nothing that he said he wouldn't do came across his desk. If so, it, it, Meaning, like, there were three or four instances of girls that got abortions when they weren't supposed right. to, and they got arrested. But like you earlier said, you're saying he signed something that said, if in the event this did cross my desk, I wouldn't. Um, yeah. I wouldn't prosecute. I don't know if he something. signed something he signed or he, he, okay, yeah, okay. So, so he signed, he signed something. And it looks like Chad Cronister, Grady, uh, Grady Judd and a couple other sheriffs have been complaining for a while that he is not, uh, kind of prosecuting certain Oh, laws. I think he's, mm. I think he's not, I, 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 I think they could have removed Andrew Warren under different circumstances of things that he had actually did mm-hmm. or didn't do instead of just signing a letter on things that he should have, could have, would have done. That almost goes right along the lines. This African-American gentleman almost can't use the Andrew Warren thing as an example because 
Andrew Warren got removed on things that he said but didn't do. These guys, are you going to remove them? Are you going to remove? I guess that makes almost a good correlation in the fact that this guy is also asking that you remove these guys on something that they said but didn't do, right? None of these guys, none, none of these people that are in trouble did any of these things. They just said they would like for them to happen or they can remember back in the day when things did happen. But uh, isn't it a slippery slope then that the government can't, governor can't remove them because of the illegal recording? So realistically, the evidence they but have the, is but illegal? The, but the recording has been deemed... Legal? I mean, right? by, if... if, if if really, Oklahoma is a one-party state, well, then one would think that that I I don't know what the official what it says in the chapters one seventy six point three one seventy six point four, which states that it's illegal to secretly record a conversation which you are not involved and do not have the consent of at least one of the involved parties. There you go. That's so it so is an illegal recording. Well, yeah. So regardless of what people think, Oklahoma is a one or two-party state. Under state statute 176.4, 176.3, they specifically have a state law that states, again, let me one more time. Uh, it states that it is illegally to secretly record a conversation in which you are not involved and do not have the consent of at least one of the involved parties. Boom. That's That, got, that, that recording is now officially illegal, regardless of what this guy thinks. I mean, including reciting the state statute, right? I mean, yes. it's like we're not saying, oh, we heard Oklahoma is a one- or two-party state. We're actually, we have a state statute to refer to, right? Like, yes. you know, What we've heard from people in our community is that they want these officials fired, and they want all cases that they have overseen um, reinvestigated. Journalists even recently have been killed for doing their jobs. It's not necessarily the case that this conversation was said just jokingly. And in fact, the FBI. Well, now, hold on. Like. <laughs> you're 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 going to acute. You're going to now maybe potentially charge these people with a hate crime. And, and, and you're and yes, journalists have been killed, but nobody was killed here. And it was said jokingly. I has opened an investigation, as you know, Dion. Do you expect these officials to face criminal liability for this recorded conversation? I don't know that I trust our legal system enough uh, to go to the full extent of pressing criminal charges. I, I hope that that is the case. Um, Fruits of a poisonous tree. The illegal, the recording in itself is illegal. I don't agree with what they say, what they said, but it was said in privacy and not meant for public consumption. All of us, every one of us are hypocritical if we're if we say that we don't talk crap about other people, either 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 people of our opposite ethnicity, people of our family, people of our coworkers, people we used to work for, people that we don't even know, people that we see on TV. Anna, I could, Anna and I could be watching somebody on TV. I'd be like, man, I hate that bitch. Anna be like, I hate that bitch now. Mm -hmm. That bitch gained 20 pounds since she went from Seattle to Houston. I hate her. <laughs> should, we, should we be, I mean, and, and it's completely like we're off the air and it's just me and Anna going through this bitch's Instagram. 
like you know, like please, mm-hmm. every every human being would be a hypocrite if you say that everything that you say privately to your friends, family, or whomever is always sociably acceptable. No, everyone does it. Everybody does it. It's actually it's actually one of the ways that humans bond with each other. Is what you're seeing is yeah, it's called you're right. It's called gossip. I did my senior uh, thesis on it. it. It's actually a, a really important part of human evolution and, and constructing alliances and stuff like there that. There you go. So. Anna did a thesis on it. I sure did it. Maybe she could bring, bring it in and read it. No, Elected officials uh, feel free enough to make these kinds of statements. What is it telling the people, you know? But in- here's the deal. Nobody in Oklahoma, including the governor, even has the ability to say, we're going to hit the brakes on this deal. And I'm not going to make these guys resign immediately. We're going to look into this investigation further. And then once they look into the investigation and say that this thing was obtained illegally. But you just. It's, it's almost too late because everybody you, you knows about it. You can't. Yeah. Because, I mean, you you will absolutely have riots. Yep. And everything. So you got to you gotta tow the, I don't know, the the pop culture, you know, wind, if you will. And mm-hmm. you got to tow the line. In Oklahoma, the of the who may protesters. already have these ideas in their hearts, what is it telling them? You know, um, this is a state that just 102 years ago orchestrated one of the most severe domestic terrorism attacks on the black community with the 1921 Tulsa race massacre. And what we're seeing is the mentality that led to that attack is still alive in the hearts and minds of some of these Oklahomans. And I agree with you. And it always will be. You can't not change a certain portion of the people, black or white or Hispanic or Asian. They're ignorant. They're going to continue to hate black people. They're going to continue to hate white people. This is everything. And, and yes, their ancestors were probably part of the Tulsa Black Massacre. And that wasn't right either. Do you have any uh, hope that anything will change as a result of this conversation coming to light, Dion? Well, um, I do hope that, you know, journalists, elected officials from Oklahoma to Florida across the nation become less worried, uh, less afraid to call racism out. You know, we have to start calling it out when we see it. And we are in a state where our officials don't even want us to have the words diversity, equity, and inclusion taught in public schools. And so I was a little bit uh, saddened that most of our state officials did not use the word racism um, when they condemned these officials. They need to be able to call it out explicitly because the only way we're going to eradicate this is for us to address it head on. Dion Osborne, the managing editor of the Black Wall Street Times, joining us from Oklahoma. Thank you so much. The Black Wall Street oh, Times, oh. one of my most favorite readings. Mm-hmm. Much, Dion. Thank you so much for having me. I like Dion. I think he comes across as a good dude. I just think that everybody's being real hypocritical on this. And, you know. Yeah, I don't think this does anything to solve racism, if racism can even be solved, like you said earlier. Cause, yeah, well, it can't be. I mean, it's what it does is it's exist. just now it's you're just saying, okay, you have racist thoughts and ideas. I guess just keep them to yourself or, or say them to your close friends and make sure you check everybody's phones. And, God. you know, I, I feel like it even kind of strengthens the, the sentiments that these people have, you know. Um, I think that the only way to kind of dispel or or to, to dissolve racism is just really time and exposure. 
That's kind of what it, it what happens. And there's really no law against being racist. I mean, you can be racist. It's a free country. You can't act on your racism, but you can have racist thoughts. And it seems like, you know, when you start trying to be the thought police and people having private conversations and, and things like that. Don't get it, with them or private recordings. Yeah, or your yeah. wife wants to it, blast your best friend. Right, exactly. It, <laughs> What's it, wrong with that? Yeah, Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Ask Hootie. Yeah. There's I don't, nothing I don't know wrong if that solves the problem. But. Ask me and Heather. We got the short end of the stick on that deal. We did all the work. <laughs> the Bubba Radio Network will return after this. Hi, this is Clayton from Paper Tongues, and you're listening to the best of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. I just want to be the first, and I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I'm probably not the first person in the world let alone a person in the media, let alone a person that has their own show, let alone a person of any type of, you know, name recognition. I mean, let's just be honest. When they think of shock jocks, I mean, I'm at the I'm the forefront of people's mind, even the uh, the great Joe, Joe Rogan. Right. When you're talking about shock jocks in general, whose name comes up? My name does. It's shock time. jock stuff. Yeah, exactly. He's like Bubba the Love Sponge. Ah, <laughs> I like Bubba. I got nothing against Bubba. It's a hilarious name. Bubba's a good guy. That's uh, from last week. Yeah, now, defending you. Yeah, defending me. Now, I don't know. I, I, guarantee, I, I don't know if anybody has shouted this, has anybody thought about this, but I want to be the first to say Tucker 2024. Let him run for president. <clears throat> for real. I mean, think about he it. He has the education. He's he not a lawyer, but he does have a command of the relevant facts. And he has a was huge Was Ronald Reagan a lawyer? Nope. Yeah, Ronald Reagan was not a lawyer. Nope. Nor was Trump. <clears throat> Nor was Trump. So we've thrown that out. To, you know, we've thrown that out. I I mean, Anna, your just initial thoughts on it. Is it outlandish? Is it stupid? Um, you know, what what do you what do you think? Well, I mean, you know he's got a huge What do you think well, what do you think makes a good president? What do you think makes a good leader? And does Tucker fall into that? I think Tucker is category. I think Tucker I don't think it should, it should be just anyone we like where no, we're no, just no, like, no. Oh, on, I like Oprah, on. I like Joe Rogan. Hold on. Be president. I, I think that Tucker is more eloquent. And better educated uh, and more knowledgeable than Donald Trump was. I think if you're going to, if you, I mean, Donald Trump, let's just be honest. Donald Trump won because he was a celebrity. Well, he was a superstar. And, you know, over the last 30 years, superstars tend to win. Okay. Reagan was a superstar. Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton was a superstar. Barack Obama was Obama a superstar. Obama was a superstar. Yep. Bush and Bush were superstars. But not near, but, but lately, if you look at just the last. You know, you look at Reagan, you look at Carter. I'm sorry, you look at Reagan, you look at Clinton, you, right. lo- you look at Barack, uh, and you look and the at second, Tr- and young then, Bush. He and, was a superstar because yeah. his dad was a president. George W. Uh, or George, whichever, the second, the second Bush. One. The second Bush. Uh, George George w. W. All right. He was not, he was a superstar a little bit. Half. He was superstar light. Yeah. But Trump but superstar. Barack superstar. You, you don't have to be a lawyer. He's more educated he sounds more educated he's a better he's a far better communicator than donald trump donald trump is not a good communicator 
I mean, how many times you have to? Yeah, it was tremendous. We had a whole bunch of. Uh, it was a very tremendous. But, 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 but I, I'm not trying to defy you here, but to a lot of people, Trump is a good communicator because they feel like they're talking. That the he's talking man. to them. They feel like he's almost like just transparent, more transparent than anyone else. That's fine. I think Tucker's a better communicator. Oh, Tucker's and I, and, and, a superb I communicator. Think, I think that Tucker has. Uh, man, I don't know. Am I the? Has anybody heard this? Yeah, the I, the guy running uh, Vivek Vivek Ramzamami, uh He's running for uh, president in the Republican Party. He said that uh, he thinks Tucker would be good. Oh, an addition in. Well, I'm saying election. I'm saying Tucker 2024. I don't think Tucker would be a bad candidate at all, but I I almost feel like I have reason to believe that the American people would unite against him the same way that they did against Trump in 2020. It would, I'll tell you one thing. It would throw an absolute wrench into the GOP. I mean, on The View, they called him the single largest source of, uh, what was it, Russian propaganda in the media today? That's what they called Tucker Carlson on The View. Would you like him as a <laughs> vice president, Bubba? No. No, I would like him as the president. But he'd be a better vice president than Pence. Yeah, like if it was Boring Trump, uh, Trump, if it was Trump Carlson, or even DeSantis Carlson, if like, Tucker just didn't get that many votes. Well, you know, yeah, maybe if Tucker, you know, because I, 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 I mean, maybe maybe Vice would be good, and and then you know because Trump can only do one term. Yeah, and then you throw Tuck in there. I think it's. I honestly think it's weird that someone you like so much you want to be president. I know that sounds odd because they're inevitably going to do a lot of things you, you don't agree with and you don't like. So to me, it's like I want to preserve those people that I like so much because I wouldn't want them to be tainted by something that, you know, they would have to do while they were in office that that wouldn't be that wouldn't be. Kosher. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. hold on. He wouldn't be doing anything more that I didn't like that the next guy wouldn't be doing. I understand. Right. But like we love Tucker so much. And when you become president, you're going to have to do so. You're going to have to do some shady stuff. I know. <laughs> I was you know, <laughs> going to send people to war to die. Like, you know, it, it sucks. Hello. Who's this? Uh, it's Mountain Bike Jim. Hey. Hi, Mountain, hey, uh, Hi, Mountain Bike Jim. The only guy that agrees with Dan owning two $9,000 mountain bikes. But go <laughs> <Not> ahead. <anymore. laughs> At one time, hey, there was a, there were six days ago you owned $18,000 for the mountain bikes. Am I right or wrong, uh, sir? Answer the yes, yes right. or no question, uh, Dan Diaco. Yeah, right. Thank you. Go ahead, sir. Hey, so the scuttlebutt that I've heard going around also next is Maria Bartiroma, and they also are talking about Judge Janine. So since uh, what is it, uh, Murdoch, his son took over Fox. They were talking about taking out some of the real right wing people and trying to bring Fox a little more center. Yeah, that's what's going to so happen. Absolutely, is going to happen. Casualty. Well, no, Bonagino was the first. Dan Bonagino. Yeah, that's right. Dan went and then and Tucker. then talk and then talk and I don't know who would be next. Killing me? No, no, Hannity. I mean, how do you how do you not get rid of Hannity? Hannity's. Uh, I mean, if they get rid of Hannity, what do they have left? Laura Ingram uh, and Jesse Waters. I mean, I know, but was Tucker that conservative? Yo, like, he was. He was. He wasn't super conservative. Uh, no, like he's not like a no, Bible no, no, thumper. No, 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 he's, straight, he's straight. He's straight libertarian. That's what I'm saying. Right. I don't think he's that conservative. Straight, he's straight libertarian. So, well, I don't even think. I, I, what I, I don't know if they're just looking to get rid of more of the people that are. Uh, it is. It's hard outliers. telling. It's hard telling. Here's how they yeah. take. Here's how they take people down with lawsuits. 
That's how that's how the modern system works. Oh yeah, is you lawsuit people, Dan? You know that. Hell, if anybody knows that, you take them down through lawsuits, and it looks like Tucker's involved now in a bunch of slap ass lawsuits. And that a bunch are coming, and that's how you take. That's how they got me. That's how they get everybody. They get they they get you through lawsuits. Then you become a liability, and nobody wants to hire you. Correct. They, I mean, they just sue the hell out of you, and then it's you don't have the money to. If take we care just of remember it. this, Dan, don't take this personally. If we didn't have lawyers, we wouldn't need lawyers. Yeah, you're right not. about that. And we've got the most in the entire world in it's our like country. Like guns. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so it's ridiculous. Anyway, thank you, mountain right. about nine thousand dollar mountain by by uh, a man. Thanks Here's for the thing: in. in order to be in in order to be as popular. And have a cult-like huge following to the point where you're number one. You're number one. You are the number one rated cable news guy. And at times you win the entire 8 p.m. slot. You're God. You're God. In order to be that big, uh, and when once you get over and you're that powerful, then there comes a shift where they can't let you continue. Because you become too big, right. and they got to get rid of you. And the mm-hmm. way they get rid of you is through lawsuits. That's how they get rid of you. Well, I think, you know. They just keep chopping. They just keep chopping at you. Tucker Carlson was a thorn in a lot of people's sides, from, you know, China to Fauci to everyone in between. And I really believe that I'd some be- of those powers to be put a lot of pressure <clears throat> on Fox News, in addition to the Dominion lawsuit, to get rid of him. And it's a shame because, you know, the brave get get taken out all the time. I was never a huge fan of Donald Trump prior to his presidency. You know, I grew up with a house in Ocean City, and he was big in Atlantic City. So I peripherally followed him for my entire life. And, you know, I, he did some good things. He did some stupid things. I liked I, him. I, I didn't him. like I met him. him. I met him at Howard's it, wedding. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen sat in his office with him uh, years ago. For a Henry boxing Grooms. deal. Yeah, and, and, and got to meet him and spend some neat time with him. But as president, there's not a single thing he did as president before COVID hit that I disagreed with. And uh, so and I wasn't a big fan. I wasn't a big Trump mark. <clears throat> Nothing like that at all. In fact... I felt that he was doing the right thing because he didn't seem to have those ulterior motives that so many other politicians have, i.e. making money and getting reelected. Um, it, hold on. But he's as shady I mean, as the day is long. Well, what did he, he do really, shady? Name I, one thing just, prior just, to COVID that he did shady. He, uh, one. Well, you, you, Dan, you can't throw the name one thing and then prior to COVID. He's uh, just a shady dude. He's just a shady guy. He really is. And he's a bull in a china shop. And and maybe that's what we need. But, you know, I I think think the GOP has some, you know, might have uh, might have some other alternatives. Here's the thing and and why I think that it's not just Donald Trump or it's it's the name of the game. Politics has to be shady because at some point someone gave you money to help you out at some point in your career. No one gets to power like that by themselves. It's group effort. People have faith in you. And if they are giving you money for something, they want it paid back in some regard, whether it's. You know, law, whether it's the money back, whether it's uh, personal favors. And at some point, you're going to have to do something compromising because you owe somebody something. So, and that's why the name of the game, like, think about our own lives. You know, it's not like even 
politics on a on a high scale but like you think about all the things maybe you've done in in your career my career whoever's career and all the 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 favor maybe that you owed someone back oh, absolutely. or someone did you dirty so that's you went what, out of their way to go f yeah, them that's, that's just the name of the about. game yeah that's how you rise in power is you have and, to bring other people down and, sometimes and anybody that says that that doesn't happen it's inevitable is not familiar with business it's just the way it happens. I mean, like, like, like you know, I've experienced it. I've done it. I've experienced it. I'm experiencing it now. Right. Somebody took my kingdom away from me, and now I'm scratching to get it back. Nonetheless, like you look at you, you think you look at the most pious people who are in power. They 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 had to do some shady stuff because they owed someone something. If I'm stupid ass, Bubba Love Sponge, radio guy, Tampa God, and my job got. Ripped, you know, I got my job snatched out right from underneath me on this big sex tape, you know, distribution. <clears throat> you know, Mike Calta sent it to it stole, Spice Boy, stole it, gave it to Calta. Calta gave it to Burton. Burton gave it to Gawker. Gawker publicized it. Hogan sued Gawker. Won. Cox didn't want me to be their morning guy anymore because who wants a guy that, you know, is as shady as I am? You know, <clears throat> that, that that filmed his best friend having sex with his wife. That Nobody wants that. Advertisers aren't going to get behind that, so they fire me. They promote the guy that really they, they promote the guy that actually did distribute it, and then they get into a huge ass lawsuit with Hogan and they settle before depositions. Now I'm not a lawyer, Dan. You are, but I've probably been in as many law- deposition proceedings as you have, if not more. And that is any time. I think this is lawyer 101, but any time that a company settles. Before the deposition phase, it's because they don't want the information of the depositions getting out. That's certainly one reason. Right? That's one reason. Otherwise, or just because they just don't, don't want to keep bleeding, because depositions cost a lot of money, logistically. Yeah. And so if you only keep bleeding when you believe in your suit, right? Mm-hmm. You keep bleeding if you believe in what you think the outcome would be, which would be favorable, then you throw the dollars to the... De- but if you say... We're going to get our asses cleaned, and I don't want this information getting out. Then you write a check, a big one, before you even start the deposition process. Or if you, even though if you think that you're in the right and it's more cost-effective to just make it go away, you still just make it go sure. away. So anyway, I, if, if it happened to me on a flim-flammy Tampa, Florida level— you don't think, like Anna said, that really, really shady stuff amongst very powerful people, far more powerful than us, happen? Please. That's the name of the game. I did you this favor. Now you do me this favor. And then those favors just get bigger and bigger and more mm-hmm. powerful and more meaningful and more hurtful and more strategic the higher you go. Uh, I mean, from dog catcher to the president, everybody's made some kind of deal, have they not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm still I'm still fighting to find one deal that that Trump made to his benefit. Uh, hold on, Dan. The, the Stormy Daniels, Kara McDougal deal. That has nothing to do with his benefit. Wait, 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 wait. E- hold on, I don't like Dan. arguing with you, but I'm talking about affecting the country. You a policy me, decision. You asked a policy me decision. of any deal he did that could, that that affected him. As a president. That didn't affect him as president. It, he didn't change policy did. because of it. It certainly did. It affected how he was perceived. Perception is not leading 
Leading is actual action. I'm not talking about perception and him worrying okay. about us. I'm us, not talk- us perceiving Joe as being senile <laughs> and stupid. But then we can't say that either. But, okay, well, I'm not again, Bubba. I'm, I don't like arguing with you, but I'm not talking about perception. I'm talking I about like action. <laughs> action. So what did Trump do? He didn't get us into a big war. I'm just Russia trying to get you. No I'm just trying to get you. So you're like you are so trumped out. No, I'm not trumped out because no, this guy are. keeps doing the opposite of Trump, and it's it's. Hurting our to, country. I, I'm trying to stay down the middle here. I, I, and I you, listen. Like, I, I, you, you wouldn't believe, like, you just, like, suck Trump's D. I don't. You're and a I'm Trump not that D conser- I'm not that conservative. Oh, hold on. And neither I, was I Trump. Not that and neither was Trump. No, I, I, and I agree with Dan. Like, you can you can like the direction he was he was pushing the country uh, in, but also know that, like, he was a shady a-hole. Like, uh, both of those uh, things can be, they're can all shady. Listen, Absolutely. That's what, I think that's we, what Bubba's saying. We yeah. are all shady a-holes. Absolutely. All of us are. And anyone to say otherwise is not being intellectually honest. I, I am talking about true policy. My life was better when Trump was president than it is as Biden president sure. in three respects. My The cost of living is way higher now. The economy is way worse now. And I think the international policy is much more dangerous now. I agree. I agree. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I don't care if it's a popularity contest. I'm just saying right now, and with where we're head, with where we're headed, and the GOP needing to figure out who is the candidate. I think Trump's got some stiff competition, and I think Tucker should throw his name in the hat. And just like for instance, why not? I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, everybody thought t- uh, Trump was insane when all he had on his resume was The Apprentice. Are, are, I mean, like, really, he'd never ever been a council member. He'd never been a mayor. He'd never been uh, anything. He'd never been anything politically. Are, are we assuming that everyone just wants to be president? No. He, Y- yes, I'm assuming. Yes, I guess. But I'm, I mean, we're, we're making. I think it's a horrible job. First of all, I know Tucker. Pers- yeah. I know yeah. Tucker personally. I've had, I've had private lunches and dinners with him. Sure. He's been in this very same studio. Um, I've been on his show. You've worn the bow tie. I've worn the bow tie. We are very close. He's got two bubble army rings. And I think that Tucker could do it as a rib, Anna, and the rib could almost turn into a shoot just because he has the star power. Now, does Tucker, you know, Tucker is kind of more of a common sense kind of guy, whereas Tucker might feel as if kind of like you're feeling like, do I really want this headache? I mean, right now I can go start my own TuckerCarlson.com and make 55 to 80 million a year and just straight kill it. Right. Or I can take a few years off and go fly fishing in Maine because I'm worth $150 million. And Or I can write a book. You mean, listen, the world is Tucker's and he can do whatever he wants right now. But mm-hmm. knowing Tucker, he may just very well try to stir the pot a little bit because he likes to stir the pot. And say, you know what? I'm I'm exploring the opportunity to run for president of the United States. Now he could very well not, but just saying I'm expo- that would get everybody so worked up. It'd be so. It would get. Oh my yes. God! And it would be almost like, you know, like Trump. 
the, the middle of the middle of middle of the country. I think when Trump won, they said for the first time in the history of our country, the 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 western and eastern seaboards did not control the presidency. Yes. For the first time, the middle of America controlled the presidency. New York uh, and all the northeastern states always go blue. California, uh, Nevada, Oregon, Washington. Uh, you know, those all go blue. And for the most part, you throw in Michigan and Ohio with a Pennsylvania kicker and you got enough to win. You know, if, if, if you know, but for the first time, uh, some of these states went red and Trump won. So that being said, Trump supporters are very Tucker like. Yeah. And 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 I'm and I'm and I'm just saying, like, I I wouldn't be surprised and Tucker's such a cynical kind of guy. You know, he may be saying, like, I don't want to run for president. There's no way I want to run for president. You'd have to be insane to well, want that that's job. That's theoretically the guy that you want as president. <clears throat> yeah, the guy that doesn't, that doesn't want, want it too badly. <laughs> well, he's joked about it when people have said, have you, are you, do you have any aspirations of running for political office? And he's like, yeah, no. But, you know, Here we they, go. they say he kind of does. So I'm just saying, like, uh, Tucker, um, I mean— what start out what could start out as a hard no rib could really get a movement going he's 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 a far, i mean i would say that tucker is a bigger star going into this potential than what trump was or at least as big of a star trump was a star from the apprentice nbc you know sh- tucker's been on tv now for 7 years as the number one rated you know you know and this is in his power alley politics is what he does i'd argue he's a lot more polarizing i, I mean people definitely hate him a lot more now than they hated trump in 2015 mm-hmm. yeah I, I think at least yeah, when I, i'm thinking about someone who should be president i i know this sounds weird but i almost want someone who has a little a little bit of psychopathy to them because when I'm thinking about president, yeah, you know, you do the policies and the dinners and the foreign policy and all that sort of stuff. But you got to think about, can you send people to war to die and then be able to handle that? Can you handle that? Can you go to bed at night and sleep comfortably knowing that you just sent people to go and die and then be able to focus the next day? Not know. everyone can do that sort of thing. I, I mean, uh, not we, everyone did, can did, do that. Did we know that Tuck, that that Trump had that ability prior to being president? No, but do we know that Tucker does? No, but we didn't know that that Trump did either. Hold on, who is this, Lemmy? This is a uh, senator out of Missouri. All right, hold on. Yeah, he um, was a wrecking crew um, for some of the most idealistic notions that America was founded upon. And whether it is trusting institutions or trusting our military or law enforcement or foreign policy and who are the real bad guys in the world versus those who do want freedom and democracy uh, really did some serious damage. And I got to tell you, what does he do next? Uh, Nicole, I'm not going to be shocked if he runs for president. I'm really not. Um, uh, Look at look what he has. You know, he has a built-in base. He has an incredible ability to raise money online. Um, he would certainly be a bigger threat to Donald Trump than uh, the guy who thinks Mickey Mouse is the right enemy. No, I don't think so. Um, I, I, I just think... Um, I think he throws an absolute wrench into the GOP. This is and probably he, what the Democrats boy, want. This, 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 this woman. I don't know if anybody... Hold on, hold on. He's heard from Trump. 
Promises of trust not to right, be broken. Are you going to say this woman? What? She was just throwing every kind of inflammatory phrase out there that she could possibly throw out there. That was a very planned presentation from her to be just very, very, very nasty. Um, you know, it's funny because if you go after a, 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 anybody, if you're conservative, if you go after anyone, they're going to call you like they're going to name you. But they love to but just he was, throw he was allowed mud. for seven years to go after anybody he wanted, and he did. He did. And he, he, did and, and he became but he so big, it. and he became so powerful that I think America loves him. I think America loves him more than Trump. Yes, and I tell you what, you know, I used to like DeSantis, and it's not because I'm just like Joe conservative. No, I'm. Off, I liked I'm, his policy. I'm off of DeSantis. I am 100 percent off of his tip too. I, and I so his policy. It's his policy. It's not because no, he's a because Republican he, he or just Democrat. Rolled, now he rolled the abortion back to six Stupid. weeks. Stupid. And he and you know the insurance like, stuff. Everything he's doing is psychotic right now, and he is off the. All right. Off the All right. rocker. So hold on now. Let me go. Let me do this. And I know that on Rumble, I got nearly about seventeen hundred people. And, and Rumble is political. Yeah. Very political. And I'm on Rumble right now. Nearly seventeen hundred people. And if I'm off my rocker or not, it would be interesting for everybody that's in chat right now just to type between the three, between the three, who would you vote for? Trump, DeSantis, or or Carlson? Or just Tucker. Tucker. Tucker, DeSantis, or Trump. And it would be interesting to see the 1,800 people, 1,700 people now on, again, a rumble is kind of a politically leaning kind of deal. Uh, Who would you, who would you vote for? Who would you vote for? DeSantis, DeSantis, Trump, Trump, (laughs) Trump, DeSantis, Trump, 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 DeSantis, Trump, Tucker. Trump, <clears throat> Trump, DeSantis, DeSantis, Trump, 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 Kanye, DeSantis, Carlos, Tucker, DeSantis, Trump, Tucker, Tucker, Trump, Trump wins. Yeah, it looks like Trump is. Thinking. I mean, I barely saw Tucker in there at all. And then uh, on Kick too, there was probably twenty-five that said Trump, with a couple DeSantis. What Don't about the vote for the Rock? The Rock. <laughs> what about what about a boy? How about a how about a Trump Tucker ticket? I would love that. I thought that Trump hates or, no, I think, uh, yeah, Tucker, Tucker hates Trump. In the old Dominion lawsuit, they had found some texts that, <laughs> yeah. that Tucker. It's like, this guy's an a-hole. No, like... Tucker called him a buffoon oh, or something yeah. like well, that. Well, he which, is, which, but whatever. Which really is not that really far off. <laughs> you know they, what I'm saying? They, they just sat down two weeks ago at Mar-a-Lago and did a, like a you know long two-hour interview. Boy, that's, that's, you know what? That would be interesting. Trump, Tucker. Now, that I'd vote for. That I'd vote for. You know why I'd vote for that? I'd vote for that because I know that Trump can only do one term, and Tucker could be the guy in four. And Tucker could really work on the messaging. Because, you know, Trump's a little sloppy when it comes to messaging. Right. Tucker could actually— I like his policy, but his messaging was was blurred by the noise surrounding him. I I think that that Tucker could really— help Trump. Like, you know, most vice presidents don't do nothing. I mean, when uh, Trump had uh, numbnuts, Pence, I mean, they were barely ever seen together because they hated each other, and Trump wouldn't listen to Pence for nothing. But I actually think Trump, you know, Tucker could maybe talk Trump off the ledge on some stuff, you know, or or, or at least how to 
how to publicly handle something a little bit more, you know, gracefully. Yeah, and the media, like help him with his campaign and right. kind of direct him in a way that, you know, maybe looks a little better for the media. Man, Trump, Tucker. And boy, that makes DeSantis look like a real chump. Right now, man, DeSantis has, he looks like a tyrant. Yeah, he he's not like coming across well. He's not coming across well at all. And I was, hold on. From the 50s, a tyrant from the 50s. Let me tell you something. I loved this guy. Me too. I loved this guy. I don't like what he did with Andrew Warren. Mm-mm. I don't like necessarily what he did with Disneyland, Disney World. I don't understand all the. I don't either. Either. personal it. grievances. It's, it looks. But like. now he's saying he's now he's saying he's building a state prison right by Disney World because oh. it, uh, did you hear? This? Yeah, that was a joke though. He even oh, came okay. out. Okay, all right. Yeah. But I like the one. There was one suggestion of a ticket I like. What? Diaco Clem. Say vote okay. no. for us. Oh, <laughs> Have to be Clem Diaco. Yeah. Whatever, Diaco Clem, Clem Diaco, whatever it is, it's interchangeable. We'll whatever take turns. It is, you can quit. You can quit. Hey, and Anna would be our press secretary, and she'd just uh, go. There'd be a real hard question. Be like, uh, Mrs. Anna, uh, why is it, why is our president still? I mean, uh, there's the sex tapes and all this kind. Whatever, dude. That, that would be whatever, like, dude. Whatever, Next dude. question, please. Whatever, dude. Does anybody know any good brunch places in D.C.? (laughs) (laughs) The Bubba Radio Network will return after this. Hey, this is Mark Robert from OAR, and you're listening to the best of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Here's the thing I find interesting. Like Dan said, so if you're, well, just like this past election, you know, Trump's the incumbent. He loses. He still the he still makes all the calls as the president until literally Joe ha- uh, Biden's hand came off that Bible. Correct. Until literally Joe Biden said, you know, I, I think I, I do or I will or I, you know, after the one of the Supreme yes, Court. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Um, then at that point, all powers. You know, he's he's now officially in charge, but clear up until. I mean, even at while they're on that stage and he still has not been sworn in, Trump's still the president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it isn't one of the last things that they do, or maybe I'm just I'm remembering this incorrectly, but don't they start like commuting sentences and letting people out of prison and stuff? Is that oh, like yeah. one of the last of things they That's do? That's like the last times. two days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last two days. <laughs> so like, people out. <laughs> like if the inauguration's like on Thursday or yeah. Wednesday, Monday and Tuesday, man, they got these big long lists and they're yep. letting out all these people, right. Roger Stone right. and yeah. everybody out. Uh, Blagojevich. Packing mm-hmm. up a bunch of secret papers and sending them to the houses. <laughs> yeah, all kinds Delaware, of things. Or wherever. Uh, it, or uh, planning not to uh, overcome hell or high water. Am I going to leave this place? Yeah. I wonder if you're taking. Do- I wonder if you're doing upper deckers and all the and all the. <laughs> What's an upper deckers? You don't know what an upper decker is. Even I know what that is. <laughs> it's no. when you poop in the top part of the toilet. The water tank. Oh. And they and they can't find it for the longest time because they're like, where the hell is this coming from? And it's in, 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 oh, uh, that part, the yeah. back part, mm-hmm. oh, where the water supply file. is. That's yeah. Disgusting. So if some, that's that's an upper decker. And if you don't like somebody, that's the ultimate form of disrespect. Is the upper you give I was you go do and that lay, at Jay's house. lay an upper decker. <laughs> Steve, Dan knows what he's doing for Steve this Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting some tickets upper to the decker. upper deck. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> That's gonna that's gonna be your signature family move from now on, Dan. It might be, yeah. As the upper decker. <laughs> Steve's watching below deck. I'm giving him above deck. Uh, hello. Go ahead. Hey, Bubba, it's Philip Willman over here in uh, Lady Lake by the Villages. What's happening, sir? Good, buddy. Uh, 
just looking for yesterday's show. I, I can't find it anywhere. Um, Is it on the podcast? Oh, you're not talking about the podcast. Let me see. I don't know where it would be. I mean, yesterday's show should be. It's on Rumble. On, it's on Rumble. On sure is. Yeah, it's on Rumble. It is on there. Okay, I'll look again. I didn't see it. Um, There's I two different channels. So. Dan, I wanted to ask Dr. Dan a quick question. Sure. Um, so I took on uh, tanning the old uh, testes. Tanning the testes? Is that what you said? Yeah. Is that safe to do? Because it really increases libido and... Uh, yeah, go for it, man. Just don't sunburn your testes. Is that a thing? Because you don't okay. want a scrotal burn. It's a thin piece okay. of skin. Yeah. But, but although testes? it's elephant-like in, te- in texture and toughness, I think it's not real thick, Dan, so you can burn it quick. Yeah, it's pretty easy to burn. But no, absolutely. Don't tan, burn your bag. Your don't testes. burn the bag. Tan your testes. Oh, don't, try not to burn your penis. But, you know, I'm all for tan penis. Peni. Oh, not me. Why yeah, would really? I? Does that really increase? It looks dirty. Libido? Your penis would look yeah. dirty. I don't know. If that's really? a thing. I gotta look. My, my penis is tan. Oh, well, Dan, you're, you're tan. You're, Dan, your penis Danny is Pat naturally is darker than my my white guy penis. I mean, people think that you're very. I mean, you're, people think you're more ethnic than you really are. Do well, they not? I mean, I'm Italian. You know, it's we, no, but again, you're deep we were only Italian. white for you're fifty deep, years. You're deep Italian. Yeah, I'm Southern Italian. Thank you, brother. I'm dark. I'm not, and that's why, like, I didn't have like white privilege growing up because I wasn't looked at as a white guy. I was like, this is one of them Italians. Lumble, Alumni, I got uh, something from a good friend. FYI, when I go to my Rumble app, your live show is not there starting from yesterday. Uh, yes, it's on. Remember, it's on that user one. That's what we're trying to figure out. Oh, we're trying to figure it out. Yes. Yeah. So for it's, all, it's, it's it's on the one that it was on the one with no spaces. We didn't change anything back there. It just for some reason Rumble does not have it. it used to simultaneously. Uh, stream on both, and it's only streaming on one right now. So, we are we are we're very well aware of it and working on it. Right again, there's going to be uh, some transitioning yippios. Yeah, I mean, we're, please, everybody. And, but and but red, more importantly, red asked, red asked uh, for slate. Oh, red asked for yeah. slate. Yes, yeah, slate. I mean, it's a little late. I was just going to echo what Lummy said. Oh, okay. If slate was cleaner, I would leave it up all the time. Maybe Andy can clean the pot up a little bit, or I'd leave it up all the time and just you know, have you ready to go at all times. But it's do I sound dirty? You are dirty. Filthy. Actually, it doesn't sound too bad now. I think maybe that button that he fixed or something made it sound less dirty. Usually I can hear a little distortion in it, but you actually sound uh, so clean. So I might just leave your slate up. So, <clears throat> so just know that anytime you want to slate in, just slate in. So right. Especially during these technical you know, transitions, if you will. Hey, by the way, we're t- everybody's doing it. Now we're, we're transitioning. Right. You're right? Trans- yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. are you tr- tanning your testicles, Rhett? Because I imagine you'd burn quickly. He can't tan. He can't I, even tan at all. Come on. Yeah. He's a day walker. You can see I don't really pass the eye test. So with my fair skin, I mean, it'd be a matter of 25 seconds. You burnt I'd balls probably, in a minute? Yeah. 25 seconds. <laughs> burnt <laughs> balls in a minute. It'd be like a vampire but in But, Dan, light. your penis is very dark. <laughs> yeah, I have a dark I mean, penis. You've seen it, Bubba? Yeah, well, I've yes. Oh, meat gazer clown. Oh, whoa. Thanks, Dan, for answering my question. I was trying to make it a little less, you know, abrupt. It is a very nice olive skin. We've seen it, Dan. I mean, mean, you can't. (laughs) Hold on. Here's the thing. If you're Dan's friend. Right. You're going to see. Not that. Like Jimmy Clevis has seen it. Everybody's seen it. Penny has seen it. In person or in a photo? No, no, like. like, I said dick. D-picks to everybody. I, I, no, I've seen I it. have. Here's how I've regularly. seen. Here's how I've seen it. Here's how I've seen it, and it's the same way that Lummy has seen it. Right. And it's the way most of us have seen it. 
when you're hanging out with your buddy, with your boyfriends, your guy friends, there's going to be a come a time when you're either traveling somewhere or you're out somewhere and you got to pee. And it's not necessarily in a bathroom. It is, or if it's in a bathroom, like the hockey game, it might, you could be like in a, in a urinal trough, trough, trough right, type right, deal. Right, 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 trough to trough. <clears throat> so, like, everybody, every guy, and, and for you guys that say that you don't do this, you're lying. You look. But uh, you look. You, you have just, to, right? You, you, you give have it, to. You, it's, it's, it's involuntary. You give it, and you don't, you, you give it a real cool guy look just to see what the guy's looking working with. And do you ever comment on it? No. Do you look with your peripheral? Yes. You, you do. don't look like with no. these people. Anna, There's a don't. really funny skit on Saturday Night Live with, with uh, Ma- Matthew Broderick where they were <laughs> complimenting each other's penises. It was so funny. It was like the first time they could say penis on TV. On a- SNL? So on, it was on SNL. And they were all in the shower. They were just complimenting each other's penises. It was I wish hilarious. I, could find, I wish I could find... The commercial with you and with you and uh, with me Sap. and with me and Warren Sapp, which is essentially the same thing. It's a right. funny commercial. My, it's so big. I don't know whatever happened. Let me. I don't know if guys. If we. If somebody. I don't know if we could somehow find that yeah. or we have it. I. I never don't know that I was even given a copy of it. But the. Do you know the premise of it, Anna? No. Where me and Warren Sapp. We paid Warren like twenty five thousand dollars to do this commercial. And it was, and we stole it from Pete Rose. Had did it with uh, our our sister rock station in Cincinnati, WEBN. Pete Rose, the <clears throat> baseball player. Yeah. Yes, and he played for the Hall of Famer. And so, look at you. And so, Pete Rose check. to Cincinnati is kind of what Warren Sapp is to Tampa. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Pete Rose is a you know a mega icon. Is a, <laughs> me- a legend yeah, when exactly. he played for the Padres. No, he played for the Reds. Silly. He played, only played for two teams. It was just a guess, but I didn't Reds. know. Somebody found it, Lummy? <laughs> no, no, this is a Dr. Dan's thing. Sorry. I, I've been looking for that commercial for the longest time. All right. I, I'll play that momentarily, but I'm going to tell Anna my story. So yeah. we stole it from Pete Rose. Pete Rose did it in uh, in Cincinnati at w- with WEBN's morning guy, Eddie Fingers. And so we just stole the idea and made it me and Warren Sapp. So me and Warren Sapp are at a, in a in a... Actually, we film it at the Amelie Arena we, in one of their bathrooms. Hmm. And we're both sitting there, and the camera shows both of us peeing, you know, like the backs to us. Mm. And I look down, and like I'm looking, like I'm meat gazing, like I'm looking at his penis. Mm-hmm. And I go, <laughs> oh, my God, Warren, for real, look at that thing. And, he, and the camera goes to him, and he goes, yeah, the ladies love it, too. And I go, oh, and then it, and then it goes, you know, Bubba, Mornings, 98 Rock. And then at the very end, at the very end, it was a cutaway to a Super Bowl ring or to a Rolex. It was a giant yeah, diamond figured. Rolex. It was like a giant diamond yeah. encrusted Rolex. It was like a drink or diet, something. Diet, diet. It, it was a big, giant diamond Rolex. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, you know, kind of, you know, I, I forget what the, the slug line was, nonetheless, but it was, it, it, everybody loved it. It was they, a great it, commercial, man. You, you, they all, you know, they know that I'm looking at his penis, <laughs> right. you know. But with Dan, we've been in, you've been, you've been in these situations, and Dan really likes to, you know, let you, you know, like some guys just kind of hold it. 
and try to get their business done. Dan really likes to Puts take it, it out a, there. Oh yeah, like, yeah. does he take his pants completely no, off? No, but he'll hit, he'll hit it against the the, the porcelain and then what? He'll, <laughs> yeah, he'll tap it a couple I mean, times. Yeah, he's, like he's making a toast. First of all, first of all, he gets it out. It's a big production on getting it out. Yeah. Like you know, me and Lummy, we just go unzipper pants and like tinky winky it out, and like we have it in our hand, <laughs> and we'll try to like you know make it look decent. But you know, we're just trying to, and we're even trying to Lummy. You and I are even trying to kind of like take our body. And kind of hide it a little oh, bit. Oh, yes, like, you yes. know, we're trying to like you know, kind of kayfabe our penis. Not Dan. With Dan, it's a whole production. He goes like unzips it, and he takes it, and you know, yeah, roll out the carpet. Pull, really gets it out, then you know, flips it out a few times, and uh, and make sure and, to show you that he's not using hands either. Yeah, and then he lets us le- let, then he then he just leaves it hang there while he, <laughs> while he pees. And and then it makes you feel it really is it called emasculating? It really yeah. emasculates you really much, yes, like a lot. It does it, because because Dan does have a big penis, and he wants you to know. Right, he's like that. He's a strutter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is this a I'm a big peacock. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, come on, is this great or what? Huh? Wow, so young. Look how young. Dana Carvey. I feel a little self-conscious, Bob. I mean, I've never been to a nude beach before. Oh, come on. Will you stop with this? You have nothing to worry about. I'm assuming this is going to be okay because it was on Saturday Night Live, network television. So I'm assuming, Dan, like they don't show the penises, right? Uh, I do not they do not show no. the penises. No, the scene I saw was a little different than this, so I'm not sure if this is the exact same They go same to a skit. shower. Or oh, they do go to the shower? Okay. They, yeah, that's it. That's it. The right, shower scene. So, okay, they, never, they, so let me, they, never, they never show the penises? No, no they don't. They don't. Of course not. Out. Everybody at this club just hangs out here. Everyone is here just to relax. That's what it's about. Really? Yeah. Come on. Believe me. In five minutes, you're going to completely forget about it. All right? Okay. okay. I'm going to introduce you to some of the guys. Let's go. Thanks. All right. Come on. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, hey Bob. <laughs> hey, penis looks great today. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Jack. Yours, too. Hey, Bob. Hey, Ted, how's your penis? Not bad. <laughs> and that's kind of how us guys think, man. <laughs> good, good. Hey, I'd like you guys to meet uh, Doug. Hey, Doug. Hey, Doug. Hi, guys. Hey, pretty small penis there. <laughs> <laughs> man, love me, that's me and you, too, you know exactly. it? Exactly. Pick a lock with that penis. <laughs> hey, that's okay. There's plenty of guys around here with small penises. In fact, Bill's got one. Hey, Bill, come on over here and show me your penis. <laughs> Bill, it's Doug. Hi, Doug. Hey, Bill. So, I guess you got a pretty small penis. Yeah, I guess so. Well, that's okay. I hear it really doesn't matter to women. Yeah, I read that too. Okay, you guys, enough of the small penis talk, huh? <laughs> That's Dan. This is Dan right here. This is Dan right here. You want to see my pictures from Barbados? Yeah. Sure. All right. Grabs him out of his hair. There I am with some friends on a catamaran. Penis looks great. Yeah, here I am playing tennis with my dad. Hey, you've really got your dad's penis. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Jack, what have you done to your penis? It looks super. I go to this place in Long Island. They do great work. Yeah? You got, a, you got an address? Sure. Give it to you. Hey, I'll write it on my penis so I won't forget it. Uh, so, Doug, where are you from? 
Montpelier, Vermont. Ooh, cold up there. Must be tough on your penis, huh? <laughs> <laughs> remember, right? Yeah, good penis town. Uh, yeah. Hey, everybody! Hey, hey girls! Hey, who's the new guy with the penis? <laughs> oh, that's Doug. Hey, Doug. Hi. Hey, pretty small penis. Yeah. See, this is what us guys think, too. Like, this is really wired like us guys. Like, we're thinking, you know, like if, oh, my God, let me, if this was you and I, we're like, oh, well, I hope we don't let, let look at our penises. Yeah, That's okay. Too. Hey, thanks. Hey, Dave just made a great sand penis. You ought to come down and see it before the tide comes in. All right, that's great. Yeah, it's got testicles and everything. Yeah, well, check it out. Yeah. Great, great. See, Doug, you have nothing to worry about, huh? Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> hey, who wants to sing the club anthem? Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Okay, I'll start. I once had a penis sing to me his penis, penis song. And when that penis, penis sang, here was the penis song. And one of, the, one of the things about this is this was when Saturday Night Live had been given the green light that they could say penis. So they went way... Right, that's the went, whole purpose yeah, of the parody. The, 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 yeah. the thing is, prior to that, the standards and practices of television, you know, and so as long as penis was used in a clinical way... And then it could, you could use it, right? And that, and so when Saturday Night Live, then they just go way overboard, like you know. Sing me penis, 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 long. Penis, 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 penis all day long. Penis, penis. Hi, I'm Kevin Nealon. What you just saw was an attempt to make an important point that wherever you go, no matter how you look on the outside, we're all pretty much the same. You know, when the NBC standards department was dissolved and the censors let go, we welcomed it as an opportunity to deal with these issues like these in a frank way. You know, and to be honest with you, we're a little disheartened by the snickering we heard during this presentation. Kind of makes us wonder if there's room for serious discussion on these subjects on television. So to those of you who missed the point, grow up. Really, come on. Penis, 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 penis. <laughs> That's funny, too. Yeah. Now, I wonder, I, I want just, I just wonder of all these guys in real life who had the bigger penis. Oh, it's a tall guy on oh, the left. Kevin you, you, no, yeah. well, come on, maybe. come on. He's like 6'6". Six, six, yeah, but how about the Italian guy, you know. Let's grow? about John Levitz? John yeah. Levitz? No, no he's probably, John, John, Come on. John Levitz was probably the smallest. Maybe the guy with the hat. Yeah, that's Dennis what I'm Miller? saying. Dennis Miller. Is that Dennis Miller? That's kind oh of a Guido. God. Kind of a that's Guido. Dennis Miller? Yeah, that's yeah. Dennis Miller. Oh. Yeah. 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 He was familiar. That's actually when Saturday Night Live was funny. Was funny. Hello. Good morning, show. It's Scout. What's uh, up? Long uh, time, long time. Scout, big gulp. With the scout kicker. That's it. Um, I think, I, unfortunately, we're getting hung up on a lot of stuff. By the way, this and, is and, uh, this is Scout, and she is a lesbian, and she her, she is married to uh, her wife, Big Gulp, huge Bub Army, some of the best Hall of Famers, nonetheless. Yes. And we're to, we're together twenty four years, got two kids, you know, just out here trying to do that deal. Mm-hmm. Madly, like, ma- madly in love. Um, I love her more every day. Yeah, exactly. Like you guys, you know, uh, are are just an absolute 
you know, breath of fresh air when it comes to a couple with regards to just how much each other love each other. And doesn't matter what your sexuality is. Happens to be you guys are gay, but you guys what? just are just so awesome as a couple. When we first got together, you know, gay marriage was the big wedge issue that they were using to try and divide this country. And I wasn't looking, we weren't looking for rights, any, anything more than what anybody else has. We just wanted equal rights. Right. I wanted the right, if she was in the hospital, to be able to say this is what she wants. Mm-hmm. I wanted the right not to have to pay inheritance tax if something happens to one of us. You wanted the right? You wanted, you wanted the right? Like, like Lois Moreno, hold on here. Like Lois Moreno did here in Tampa that I stuck up for her. She was a, exactly. a, she was a lesbian police officer married to a woman. And when the, her woman, when, when, her, when her wife or husband, I don't know which one she was, died in the line of duty, she wanted to be able to get her benefit, her, her, her significant other's benefits. And the state of Florida at the time denied her because gay marriage was not recognized. That's all that gay people want, to be treated the same as regular married people. And I have no problem with that. And I think, you know, uh, the, the, the Supreme Court ruling was, was dead on. I, I, I support that. And if you remember, as soon as it, that became law, I married uh, a bunch of gay people on my show. Yeah, yes. In fact, uh, and, I mean, we, we got the colonel to come when we got married. And I don't know if we could have got him down there for the show, but otherwise we would have been down there letting you do it for us, too. But, um, you know, it's that whole... It, it's it's a hard it's a hard line to draw to say look I don't think this or I don't think that and infringe on someone else's rights when I've had to ask people to expand their thoughts to to include me and now give Big Gulf and I the protections we have as far as being able to be married I think you know once again they're forcing this down the throats our throats they're making it a wedge issue they're blowing it up in the media. And 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 I hate to and interrupt you, but like the amount of people that were gay or people that are gay are millions and millions and millions. So it really, really was a law that we needed to address because there was a lot of people that needed to get clarification on the, you know, gay have equal rights rule. But this is such a small, minute number that we're making such a huge deal about. It's not it's not even comparative to, you know, the Gay Rights Act. It's not even close. Right. And 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 I think I think there's some good discussions to be had. I think it's important for, you know, parents and their doctors when they're dealing with small children. But like I'm 50 years old. And I knew I was different when I was little, but if somebody would have asked me, I would have said I want to be a boy because I thought that's what I had to be to be with girls. You know, and and, in hindsight and getting older and going through puberty, I'm like, no, I I like everything about being a girl. I just want to be with girls. But but, but to educate... When you, yeah, big gulp's full hot. Yeah. Big gulp's full oh, she hot. Is, she is full hot. Tell her she just needs but, to back it down a notch. Slow down just a little bit, but because we're on regular radio. Tell her, to put the, tell her to put the Jake break. Throw the Jake break. Uh, no, nowhere in the rain. We can't toss the Jakes right now. But. No, I'm telling her oh. to throw the Jake break on, her, on herself. <laughs> tell her. Mama says you got to throw the Jake break, Bubby. Babe, easy does it. But it, it's that whole, but you got to be able to have these conversations, and there has to be a safe place to have these conversations. Yeah, but here's so, the only so problem. Realist- but I agree with, with no hormones and stuff until until kids are at a certain age, because exactly what you want when you're six isn't necessarily what you want when you're 12 
even when you're 18. I'm kind of, so but I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling honest, deal or like whatever, dude. You know, if your parents, you know, are that are that irresponsible to go ahead and let you start doing stuff, that's great. But the one thing that I have a hard stance on, the one thing is the gir- the men that are acting like they're girls and being able to compete against girls and oh, whip and whip no, their ass. I, That's I, what I'm I, most I, mad about. I, no, I, I completely agree. I, I think it's sad that, that Caitlyn Jenner is catching all this black. I, I agree with it. I would be tore up if my if we have daughters. They're they're straight. They're happily married. They if one of them had had a chance at a scholarship and lost it because a, a boy that, that had a clear edge that decided to transition and become a girl. How mad would you and, be if uh, your daughter was I, a junior? I would have been livid. I would have been losing my craft. How, how mad would you have been if one of your daughters would have been a Star Trek athlete and she got second the year before? She was a junior. She got second the year before to the senior girl, and she's you know going all through her senior year. She's the number one rated girl. She's going to win. She's going to win. And halfway in the season, you know, some guy puts on some lipstick and a brawl. And so your daughter has been training all of her life, all since she's been in, like, you know, grade school to be a track runner. And she's going to win the state championship. And all of a sudden, you know, Therese comes in here, who used to be Terry, uh, with a big old wiener <laughs> and completely smokes your daughter. And, and your daughter and no that- longer gets to be the state champion that she so deserved to be. And that's where the argument goes to to equal and, and not more than, and, and you're giving somebody more than, and and mm-hmm. that's that's where people are so outraged, and I get it, because I, I would be outraged if that happened to my kid. Nobody wants to see their kid suffer or 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 not be treated fairly, and I think it starts with this whole. I think you, you, you I, I think you nailed it. Equal to be better. Equal, we, it, not more than. Equality is it, it, what we should be striving for. Right, striving equal, for, not for more than. Just like gays. Gays didn't want more than. They just wanted equal. And that's what they, and, and, like, listen, we don't want any more rights than heterosexual people. We just want equal rights. Well, with yep. with your argument and your right, this transitioning situation when it comes to athletics, you are getting more than. And that's when that's when it upsets the apple cart. You're right. You're yeah. exactly right on and, that. And and this thing with the bathrooms, I mean, you go in, there's a row of sinks, and everybody goes into their individual stall. And we've come across over the years some, some, some transgender uh, truck drivers out here. And I've done a double take at the, at, the, at the bathroom door. But I can't tell you the amount of mornings I'm in the truck stop brushing my teeth in the morning. And some grandma will come in, and because you guys know how I look and how short I wear my hair, that they take a double take to make sure they're entering the right stall, you know, the, the right restroom. I mean, and and so, like, I've had little kids look at me like, why is this boy in, in the female's restroom brushing their teeth kind of thing? You know, and, and you just, you, but this whole bathroom thing and the amount of which it's actually happening and people getting so crazed about it. Is it? It's just it's a wedge issue to, to blow things up, to get us fighting, to really take the eye off what's really going on in this country, and that's the inflation and what's going on with the oil and the dollar. And because if we're fighting amongst ourselves, we just don't see how bad they're all laughing at us in D.C. and they're all getting rich and we're all getting F. Oh yeah, I mean, and and they're laughing at us abroad as well because we're so soft. We are so soft. It, it, exactly, and that that's the bigger problem is we got to stop dividing and 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 rallying around each but you know other what, but and, you know what yeah, i don't see a candidate on in, on any on either side of the fence right now that is for uniting because no, because well, every it, it, every issue now 
is not even an issue that you can have a middle ground on. Every issue they throw in front of us is, uh, you know, it's uh, it's an absolute right down the middle. One way is going to feel the other, and the other one's going to feel the other way. And you can't even have an open discussion about it without people just no, getting they, freaked they, out they, about they, it. They, and Brent said it best one time, and they said, look, at one time or another, both sides have had full power, and they could make sweeping changes to, to help things and settle these issues. And they don't because they raise the base to go campaign and send money when, when we're fighting like this. They, they want these issues because they, people feel so strongly that they're willing to get out and raise money and campaign and, and – it's it just, just so they don't because this is this is exactly what they want. It's just I don't know. It's just Scout I, don't, big I, love, I love you guys like nobody's business. I don't you know everybody says oh you know they're 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 you know been around with the show a long time they'll believe anything that the show says. No, we've gotten some slack over the years on social media and there's a lot of times I shake my head I go bub. You know, it's something you say or something Anna says and and <laughs> but I think that we can have an open enough discussion like we are now. That, that, you know, well, oddly I, enough, you know that I, here's the one thing. Fundamentally, I probably say a lot of things that maybe you shake your head at. But fundamentally, you do know this, that I absolutely positively believe in equal rights for gays, and I do not discriminate against gays. I oh, love, anyone I mean, that No, no, like, no, no, but mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm saying, like, in your, in your little world microcosm that you live, you know that, like, there are some people that don't like gays. There are some people that, you know— you know, oh, there, and and, and I'm not, a, and I'm I'm a, I'm not that way at all. No, they're still on a daily basis where I'll be at a customer or a truck stop, and somebody will go, oh, you know, you're driving. I'll go, yeah, I'm a driver, and they go, oh, you out here with your husband? And I go, I'm out here. With, I got a, a driving partner, and I'll just refer to Big Golf that way because I got to pick and choose my spots. I have to think about my safety too. You know, and then there's well, other times and where then I'm like, yeah, it, yeah, I'm out here with my wife. Yeah, well, then you, know, you and you I'm, also got to buy someone up, and you and also got to, and you also got to, you know, there's politicking in, in trucking. So, like, if you get some old hillbilly redneck guy that you know that knows that you're gay, that could potentially make life hor- bad on you on loading up and makes you last, puts you in the bad bay, gives you a bad trailer. You know, there's politicking in trucking, and if you just and you can feel that guy out that he's a bigot and he doesn't like gays, and you, then you just be like, yeah, I'm with my partner. But if you saw a guy and he was pretty cool he'd be like yeah i'm with my wife you know my, yeah. you know whatever that, that's it like i i go in and out of this one facility quite a bit and there's an old timer at the desk doing security and it's down in texas and and uh you know he he him and i often exchange chit chat and his grandson softball whatnot and and uh he he goes he goes so he makes a comment about how many miles we must turn because we're we're back and forth he says you don't drive alone do you and I, I said, no, I got a partner. And then he brings up later on, he's like, so the next time I'm in there, he's like, so how long you and your husband have been at this? And I said, no, actually, it's my wife. And uh, he didn't talk to me for a couple months. Yeah. And it was okay. But, and, but and you, you know have what? to. Him and I are back to an even keel again. But you had you know to. Na- you I have to navigate through that. You have to navigate through that daily and pick and choose your spots. Yeah, and, and I'm okay with that. And it's that whole, I didn't start treating him any differently when he gave me a cold shoulder. You know, I just slowly talked to him. And we're back to even keel. And if it opens his mind a little bit, and I think that's what these yeah, frank conversations that you've had on the show for a long time, you know, and, and kind of given us a platform have done. And, you know, I don't, I don't want 
Like all I said, old, I'm not looking for anything more. I'm just looking for equal. All that old timer needs to see is how good ba- Big Gulp can back a forty, a fifty-three footer up, and he wouldn't give a hell whether she's got a penis or a vagina, because that's a backing up bitch right there. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> hasn't there I, been? I love you guys. Hold on there. Hasn't Easily. there been many a times where you guys oh, have gone into a we, dispatch center and they, all these guys are on the on the dock and they give you like the crappiest one with the biggest angle, and you're like, you're like. Well, uh, my my girl put that bitch in there first time, and they're like, "There's no way she can get that in that slot, especially a stupid ass girl." And Big Gulp we, just we've... boss hogs her way right in there, and then they actually put you over, and it's like a whole other deal. We we've literally had them on the on the dock betting on whether or not she could hit a hole. Yeah, you know, she and, can and hit a hole. It's so blindsided and drop it. <laughs> so blindsided and drop it in there. She, she's just a couple months away from two million miles accident-free Ooh. driving. I'm so proud of her. I love you, her so much. You two are some of my favorite at Barb. I just, you know, like I'm always, I'm always grabbing your ears and just munting it on you. And I just, you're some of my all-time favorite listeners. I really hope you know how much I appreciate you guys. No, man. The the amount of people that the show has brought into our lives that we, you know, um, we're close with, you know, outside of the show, the Wizzy, the Greg and Amy. There's there's too many to mention. I mean, I hurt so bad for for Cable Dog. Oh, his his dad Mac was just <laughs> Mac was the ultimate. Kind. I mean, uh, the ultimate well, plus one. One of a kind. Yeah. I mean, just you know, um, I, I will toast him this year with a Shays way. We'll, we'll all have to task it, you know, put put one up for Daddy Mac. But, yeah, uh, I think I Daddy mean, Mac just, might be a Hall he, of Famer this year. I don't know. I got We're working. We're working on that. So you know, it's just it's an incredible group of people from from. You know, the truck driver to, to the cop to, to the lawn dog to the – I mean, it's just – it's such a – this is a brain surgeon. It's such a diverse group. Yeah, and it's just, Kenny Price, brain it, surgeon who looks like he should be amazing. hanging 10 in Costa Rica. <laughs> I just showed somebody a picture of us with, with, with Kenny Tisnes, biz. And they didn't believe he's a brain surgeon. I'm like, no, really. I said, he's the real deal. He's a brain. Like, it's so, it's so, it bless, it's one of my, it blows my mind. It really does. Hey, listen, we got to get going. Tell, tell Big Gulp we love her, okay? Will do. Love you guys. Right, bye-bye. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for letting me finish. You've been listening to the Bubba the Love Sponge Show, starring me, Bubba the Love Sponge, co-host and show historian, Lummox. Co-host Anna Hummel. Co-host Dr. Dan Diaco Esquire of Council. Co-host J. Diaco Esquire, the spitting cobra of Council. Rhett, the filthy ginger video editor. Yeah, back here wearing up. It's mini macho. The BRN agent, Thomas Buttoned Up B. And for everything else, go to thebubbaarmy.com. Now, time for the legal disclaimer. Exactly. The Bubba the Love Sponge Show is intended solely for the enjoyment of our listening audience. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or other use of this show without express written consent of the Bubba Radio Network is prohibited. We must dissuade him of this delusion. Until next time, always remember. Oh,